This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Happy. Is it really Thursday already? September 22nd. 2022 Jake Sound Machine works. I'm going to smash every computer we have on our desk. Literally everyone. Oh, I love it. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. The Utah Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. You never come out of your pocket. Uh, there are no big retainers or retainers at all. Free consultations. They're even going to defer your medical bills for you. That's why you go chat with them on their website, utahadvocates.com. Hey, guess what? Darren Williams has something to say about the Utah Jazz. Is Colin Cowherd a jerk? Do you like Cowherd? The herd. We'll talk about that. UCLA is probably going to have to pay Cal if they want to go to the Big Ten. Robert Sarver's a bigot. And Ime Yudoka getting a swerve on. You know, I, I mean, I, I it just is what it is. That I'm fired up swerve today. On. Mrs. Monty put me to bed. She actually tucked me in she bed. She put you to bed. Yeah, she rocked me and swaddled me and, <laughs> you know, put me to bed. And it was a little earlier than usual. So I got good sleep. So we're fired up today. Fired up. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Uh, let's talk about the Utah Jazz because our good friend, I mean, and we're all good friends, right? Like. Darren Williams is our guy. He's our buddy. We've never talked to him Kick it, we'll flow. Uh, on the show. And frankly, he's kind of a jerk. But uh, Darren Williams said some stuff that is inflammatory about the Utah Jazz. And I guess here's my question about the Jazz. Do the Jazz have an image problem around the NBA? I mean, I, I think it's a pretty straightforward, simple question, right? Do free agents want to come to Salt Lake City? Probably not. But is Darren Williams right about this? And before we even play it, is Darren Williams right about this? Uh, I don't know, man. I I have it. I mean, on some level, yes. On some level, the, the question is, will free agents come to Utah? That's the question. Was that like a cough for effect? Or did uh, you... No, I actually coughed. Yeah, I actually okay. you know, got to warm the pipes up here. Um, la, 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 no, la, la, la. you know, I, I, is he right? I don't know. I mean, I, I, to me, I, I think it's, it's an excuse or a cop out to say that free agents won't come to Utah. Cause that's what they said about Phoenix for years. Like, so you say he's wrong. Yeah. I, I think, All I right. think that, that he's wrong. Yeah. All right, let's listen to, uh, your friend in mine, Darren Williams, because I had been around. All the best players in the world. I played. I played in two Olymp I played in the Olympics, right? And I was trying to recruit everybody. You know, I'm talking to everybody. Nobody's coming to Utah. And I know, like, I'm 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 a, I'm a really good player at the time. I, but I know I'm a, number one. I'm a point guard. You don't win championships with just a point guard, mm -hmm. right? You need pieces. You know, we need other pieces. And like, all I saw the writing on the wall was nobody is going to come to Utah. Not one person I've ever talked to was interested in coming to Utah. <laughs> it just was a reality. Yeah, so he's he's talking about this and making these comments on the Ringers NBA show called Real Ones yeah. with Raja and Logan. And yeah. it's a good show. I actually I Raja like the Bell does a good job on that show. Yeah, I mean I like the conversation they had with Darren, but but I just I just feel like it's a cop out to for for smaller market teams to be like, oh well, 
nobody's ever coming to our organization because the the New Jersey Nets or what was the New Jersey Nets never in a million years would have thought they'd have had the best basketball player on the planet in Kevin Durant. And all of a sudden they've got two of them now in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So I just think it's a cop-out. I think Jazz fans, you know, and, and fans in smaller markets want to be like, oh, well, nobody will ever come and play here because we're in Portland or Utah or Orlando or wherever, you know, and, and I just don't think it's true. I think that Darren, you know, had a great career here as a jazz man. He had he had a, a a great run in the Olympics with a lot of the guys, which is what he's referencing in that video. Right, how he played right. with the best talent in the world, and none of them wanted to come to Utah. And I do think, yeah, at that time in the league, yeah, Utah's image problem was probably much worse than it is now. But for 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 Darren. For Darren Williams, uh, I think in his perspective, there's a problem. But I don't think in today's NBA that there's a problem. Uh, there's a problem. I actually think he's nails. I think he's exactly right. I think that the Jazz are going to struggle to compete with major market franchises to sign free agents. And I think that's 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 not a stigma. That's a reality. That's not an image problem. That's the truth. I think the, the reality is if you are... Kevin Durant and you demand a trade. Is Utah even on your list? Probably not. Um, if you are one of the mega free agents and the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Jazz are calling you, are you answering the phone for the Lakers and the Knicks? Sure you are. Are you answering the phone for the Jazz? You're probably not. I think that's just the reality of business in the NBA. And when we talk about the Jazz and we talk about the business of the NBA, isn't this why you've got to clean up on the Donnie trade and on uh, the Royce trade and on the Rudy trade? And when you trade Bogey to the Lakers for two first-round picks, don't you have to clean up on that? I think you do because you're not going to be able to go out and find a guy in free agency that's transformative. So you need to take those draft picks and turn them into trades for talent that's transformative. And I think one of the, the harsh realities um, in sports and really in life, and if you think about yourself, this is very applicable to things in your life. You either own and embrace the truth and the reality of your situation, who you are, where you are, and where you want to be. I'm a and, man! Yeah, and if you're not willing to do that, you're never going to advance. You're not going to succeed. You know, it, it, whether it's how much you weigh or what job you have or what career you have or whether or not you're going to be able to go out and sign free agents as the Utah Jazz. If you don't embrace the truth and the reality of your situation, you're always going to be second. Y'all feel me? And I think Danny Ainge embraces the truth of this situation, which is why he was unwilling to compromise when the Knicks wanted to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I look, I'm not saying that certainly you're wrong. I think that my opinion is, is when Darren Williams played, yeah, the Jazz had, a, a, um, you know, a big, you know, I'm not going to say a big image problem. I think that the reputation of Salt Lake City at that time was not great. I think people think it's a cold climate that, you know, has nothing to do and you're just going there for basketball and that's it. And, and guys want to go and be in, in, in LA where it's sunny and everything's, you know, 70 degrees all the time. But but to me, I I, I, I look at you know, other organizations. And I, and I think that you can find a way, but you have to have good leadership. And I think you have to have uh good, you know, good, good players at the top of your roster. So like, as an example, if the jazz hadn't missed on 57 first round draft picks throughout the course of their organization, maybe it would have been can a little bit easier. Up, can you go ahead and name like those maybe 57? it would have been easier to bring free agents in. Maybe if you had developed guys, it would have been easier to bring free agents yeah. in. And that's why I say I'm not going to sit here 
and 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 fall into this victimhood mentality of of the Utah Jazz can't sign big name free agents. The reason that the organization has struggled to sign big name free agents is not because Salt Lake City is some horrible place. It's because the organization hasn't been a winning organization. But is that victimhood or is that the truth? Well, I think for j- Jazz fans, I think it's victimhood. Jazz fans want to be like, well, we're 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 you know, perennially bad. We're, we're, we're an awful organization and we can't win anything. And we just, we're going through another rebuild. Like that's what I think we'll see in the comments today with all due respect. I'm not trying to hate on you guys, but I think that that's what a lot of jazz fans are going to say that, that we can't get stars. And, you know, we haven't really had stars since, you know, AK and Darren played and, you know, like that's what I think it's going to be. And so in my opinion, I just disagree with the idea that you can't get free agents. I think you have to run a good organization. You have to have great culture, and you got to have a reason for guys to come and play for your organization outside of your geography. If you have that, they will come. Here's my issue with that. It's not that you can't attract free agents. I think the top of the food chain you cannot. But I look at a guy like Rudy Gay. This was an abject failure. It's been a disaster. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest about it. His relationship with Quinn, nobody, he has not said two words. I i must have called his agent a dozen times this summer. Yeah. Not a single word. Rudy Gay doesn't want to be in Salt Lake City, and my guess is that he regrets signing with the Jazz. That'd just be, or being a Jazz man in general. That'd be my guess. Right. So when you look at a guy like Rudy Gay, or you look at any of the top free agents, it doesn't seem to work out here. And I look back over the history of time, I look at the way Carlos Boozer ended, right? And if you go back through free agency, who's the last big name free agent to sign here? Yeah, I don't know either. It's a problem. But I also think that you're exactly right about the failings of the Dennis Lindsay era to develop, draft and develop quality talent. And I think when you look at Darren's an interesting example of this as well, because what did D. Will do when he left here? He really didn't do anything. He, he was a bust. Um, and, and where did he, he goes to Brooklyn, he goes to Cleveland. Like the mm-hmm. guy just, he was a bust. And I think it's very difficult if you're Gordon Hayward, if you're Ennis Cantor, what about Don? What about Rudy Rudy Gobert? Like Rudy Gobert pretty much got shown the door in the in the Eurobasket tournament. Yeah. Right, he got dunked on. I just, it, like it feels like when you come to 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 Utah to win or to die. Carl going to the Lakers and not winning is not good for the Jazz. And I know that a, a, a lot of Jazz fans were upset about that. The reality is Carl Malone going to the Lakers and losing is not great for the Utah Jazz. The reality is a guy like Carlos Boozer leaving here unceremoniously, a guy like Darren Williams, and I would actually encourage you to go find this Ringer podcast. Yeah. I think you you were saying, and I don't know why people are unearthing this now. This is like a year yeah, old. Yeah, so it literally says, um, and, and I can get, like, if you go and find it on Apple Podcasts, this episode was put out March 4th of 2021. This isn't like Darren said this yesterday. Like, it's so funny to me, too, and, and this is, to me, a, a really important point here. Darren said this March 4th, 2021. Like, this isn't new. This isn't, like, some earth-shattering thing. And yet here we are, and every, like, NBA Twitter handle or channel is picked it up and is treating it like he just said it yesterday. And that's the thing that I think is is funny. Like, that's what happens in the NBA that I feel like doesn't happen in other, other leagues, you know, where, like, 
we need like it's almost like the NBA news cycle is like thirsty for news. So they got to go and dig up some old Darren Williams files or they got to go and dig up something else. You know what I mean? Like some old Darren you know Williams what I mean? files. Like, like why now? What like behind the like, scenes? So wait, let me let me get this right. Robert Sarver, Ime Udoka, like that stuff isn't isn't good enough. And we're going to get to that stuff oh. today. But you, you kind of get you see what I'm getting at. And this this, I think, is the most important point of that. This always not always, but uh, too often. It happens where the Utah Jazz are on the wrong side of a yes. Darren Williams running his mouth on a podcast. And, I, and a bunch of people joined the show, so let me play it again because I, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with this. Darren Williams went on the Ringer NBA podcast. Raja Bell was one of the hosts of the show, and he talked about free agents coming to Salt Lake City. Because I had been around all the best players in the world. I played, I played, in, two Olymp I played in the Olympics, right? And I was trying to recruit everybody. You know, I'm talking to everybody. Nobody's coming to Utah. And I know, like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a really good player at the time. I, but I know, I'm a, number one, I'm a point guard. You don't win championships with just a point guard, mm -hmm. right? You need pieces. You know, we need other pieces. And, like, all I saw, the writing on the wall, was nobody is going to come to Utah. Not one person I've ever talked to was interested in coming <laughs> to Utah. It just was a reality. Darren Williams on the Ringer podcast. Uh, I, but like I, even the sentiment, not to cut you off, but even the sentiment right there at the end. You notice how they're like laughing about it and it's like, well, yeah, it's Utah. Obviously. But let's like, be honest. He went a little too far and he's kind, he was kind of being a dick about it when he's like, nobody's coming to Utah. Nobody. 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 Okay, you're being a jerk. Okay, we get it. But the problem is, and we're going to talk about this with Cowherd later too. Yeah. I just don't think he's wrong. Yeah, that's that's the no, biggest I mean, issue. The, the 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 problem is. So this is where my mind goes to with this conversation. I look at the best players in the league. Where do they all start? Where they all start? LeBron started in Cleveland in a bad organization. Kevin Durant started with the Seattle SuperSonics, which then became the Oklahoma City Thunder. And brought that organization up. And that's how you got free agents to come to those teams. Yeah. So to me, I, I'm not certainly going to sit here and say this is some indictment on Donovan Mitchell or something crazy like that. But I think that's what it takes for, you know, the Utahs, the Clevelands, you know, the the, the Oklahoma City Thunders. Like, like if you're going as a as a second secondary market team, if you're going to start bringing in free agents, you got to have that that dynamic talent. But, but look at look at Oklahoma City. Yeah, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant were mm -hmm. all there together at the same time as young NBA ballers, and yeah. none of them are there anymore. Yeah, the issue is, and this is again just truth telling because you know we're the truth in Salt Lake City sports talk. Um, but the truth is, it's cool. You can draft him. How do you keep him? Well, you win. Yeah. That's how you keep him. How is Devin Booker still on the Suns? You win. Well, and, and look at OKC. I mean, they, they, they had several deep playoff runs and didn't win. Jazz had several playoff runs. Obviously they didn't get past the second round and here we are. I, you're not wrong. Football 50 coming up in uh, four minutes. You'll uh, get to, we'll get to this Colin Cowherd story. We'll also have a lock for you. Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime tonight. Uh, big injury update in that game. Uh, but let's get some of your comments in here this morning. Good morning, Neville93. Good to see you, my man. 
Uh, Jesse Harsh says, morning, boys. Of course we can't. Don't you remember poor Darren Williams trying to recruit peeps? Come to Utah. We have Mormons, mountains, and fry sauce. And as you can see, there's not much hope for you left. Well, I mean, the fry sauce should be the closer, right? Like, right. I mean, that's the signing bonus. So you don't have to pay them money. You just give them fry sauce. Right, of course. You know, you take them to Hires Big H. Give them some fry sauce. That's what I'm talking about. Kanai Johnson, what's up, KJ? Uh, I think we, uh, I think they have more problems than just their image. I mean, maybe, but I mean, you're you're transforming the face of this organization. Yeah. You know, that to me, I think you're moving in the right direction, truly. For the first time in since Dennis Lindsay took this job. Yeah. Maybe for the first time since, you know, LHM's passing. You have momentum. I feel like you're moving in the right direction. Agreed. I, I just, because, and I know that this is going to be revisionist history, whatever, I, I don't I never felt during Dennis Lindsay's reign here that that this team was close to a championship. Yeah. And I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't. And I know that that's probably gonna tweak some people. Tanner Plummer says, What's up, boys? Oh D Will, you were one of my role models growing up. Yes, I know he's not the best role model. Uh why do you have to say such hurtful things? Yeah. You know. Uh Tanner also says I don't think he's completely wrong. However, I think there will be uh, maybe some free agents out there who see Utah as an ideal fit for them. We'll Could be. See. Could be. I mean, isn't that what Dwayne Wade was brought here to do? To recruit free agents. Uh, Ed Wins says, I think there are players that see basketball opportunities rather than just location. If you could somehow guarantee a chip, tons of players would come. Yeah, guarantee is a tough word. Yeah, it is. You know, Jeff Johnson, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. Uh, Tanner says, I, is that a trick question? Cowherd is a jerk and a joke. Well, we'll see about this comment because I actually think we'll we'll battle on this. You know, uh, two words for you: bowl, bowl. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says making the playoffs is great or whatever, but they haven't done anything in the playoffs. No, they've been totally a complete agree. failure. Totally agree. Complete failure. And Morris says Conley came, but that was a trade. By the way, that was a trade. Um, Eric and Raleigh says, and the Jazz haven't advanced past the second round since oh six oh seven. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. Uh, down, up, down says black man want nothing to do with Utah. Boston gets away with their questionable environment because they are winning a winning organization. Yeah, that could be true. That could absolutely be true. We'll see. Uh, we'll get back to this uh, coming up at the top of the hour. Also, uh, we got to get into this Ime Udoka thing and Robert Sarver and the Jazz and this Ime Udoka thing, the head coach of the Boston Celtics is a big deal. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Right here on the Monty Show, but right now it's time for football at 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MONTY25 to get yourself 25% off a purchase of $25 or more. Uh, download the Papa Murphy's app. It is easily the best way uh, to order their pizza. Tomorrow night, it's Friday night. We're going to order two pizzas and smoke them on the smoker. We're going to get that take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough. Put that on the smoker as well. Friday nights are good nights. You know. There you go. Now you oh. got the music. We're ready. Oh. Everything's great. Oh, well. I already saw. I don't remember who said it, but there was already a comment about I want the chimes. Unfortunately, we can't do the chimes. Can't do the chimes anymore. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, right. buddy. He was voted off the island. All right. Let's talk about this uh, game tonight. Thursday night football. Amazon Prime. Steelers at Browns. No Jadavion Clowney. Miles Garrett will play. Browns are a four-and-a-half-point favorite on Amazon Prime, 615 Mountain Time. This is the classic Browns should win this game and will find a way to lose this game. 
That's what this is. And I love the Browns, but I just can't do it, man. Can't do it. Got to go Steelers. I think the bigger question here is, is this the last we see of Mitch Trubisky as a starter in the NFL? I think if he wins, it's not. If you win, they can't take you out. Well, if the Steelers win this game and Mitchell is one of the reasons they win this game, no, I think he'll start next week as well. I think if there was a better option behind Mitch Trubisky, he'd already be benched. I think this is a critical moment in this guy's career. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a capable quarterback. He needs to show that now. And I, I honestly, there's very few moments in time in a professional athlete's career where you can say, yep, this game, this performance, every pass he throws is make or break. His career could come to an end tonight. Yeah. I think that's Mitchell Trubisky. I believe in Maserati Mitch. I think he is a capable quarterback. I just think he's never been in a situation, certainly not with my R and we, and certainly not in Buffalo where the starter never misses a snap. And I don't know that he's in this in Pittsburgh, but he's never been in a situation to facilitate the best parts of his game. Well, maybe it's time for him to evolve as a quarterback and, and get after it. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see what, what happens. And I think tonight's a huge night in the in the career of Mitch Trubisky. Four and a half point favorites at home for the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns to win this game. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I like the Steelers in this game for whatever reason. I just think it's, yeah. That's well, what I'm going with. you know, listen. Let's let's be real honest. Um, you know, your your guy um, Baker Mayfield is going to play really well. Oh, oh wait. Uh, oh oh. Yeah, he's in damn. Carolina. He sucks damn. for Carolina too. Uh, but Deshaun Watson. Oh wait. Oh damn. Um, yeah, that's that's not possible. Because um, Deshaun Watson's though. Did did you guys see this? And I meant to put this. Gra- I'll have this graphic for you next hour on on Football Fifty. Did, did you guys see that um, Patrick Mahomes is the most liked player in the National Football League? Right. The I, uh, tied with Russell Wilson. Uh huh. Are you is is not surprised? Not surprised at all. I think you're Patty not Mahomes, surprised at no. all. No, Patty Mahomes is the the younger generation. You're not Tom surprised Brady. at all. Not at all. And the reason I'm not surprised. Is because Patrick Mahomes is the king of running around and making something out of nothing. He's very exciting to watch. The sidearm stuff, the State Farm commercial stuff. Like he is a superstar in the league. And I think that when you're when you have the kind of personality he has to go along with that, you're gonna be a star, man. And, you're and, not surprised at no, all. No, I'm not. Who, who who would you who like Here's the list on the screen right now. Mahomes and Wilson top the list of NFL's most liked players. Mahomes one, Russell Wilson two, Tom Brady three, Matthew Stafford of the LA Rams four, Matt Ryan of the Indianapolis Colts five. Uh huh. That's shocking. Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. If you've listened to the show, you know that. And then finally, somebody who's not a quarterback, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup is the most liked non, non-quarterback player in the NFL. The most disliked player in the NFL, Deshaun Watson. The only player with a net negative likability rating, Deshaun Watson. Well, that's and pretty you're much not, self-explanatory. You're, you're not surprised by this at all? No, I think, I'm telling you, Patty Mahomes is super likable, man. But is Russell Wilson that likable of a guy? Well... Is Russell Wilson that come? 
Russell Wilson's not that likable of a guy. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. I know he's got the hot wife, and I know that he, you know, I, I, I get it. He's got a Super Bowl, and he gave another one away, and he was a victim in Seattle, <laughs> and, you know, like, prayers up. We, we get it, Corinthians and all that. Like, <laughs> Corinthians. I understand why he's likable. He is the most liked player in the NFL, tied with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I struggle with that, too. Pat Mahomes, I'm not surprised by. I don't even like him. Russell Wilson, I'm surprised by. By the way, way, where's my guy, Hey Bear? That's a little disappointing. That's a little disappointing. Note you look up and down this list. Jimmy Garoppolo is more well-liked than Justin Herbert. Hey, Jimmy G. He's People are dumb. Nobody said that NFL fans are dumb. All right. Got to fade the music down because I want to play this bite from Colin Cowherd uh, because I do think this is significant. Um, Colin Cowherd is a jerk. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yep. Like not yep. a likable guy. Are you upset about this that he said about 49er quarterback Trey Lance? Not my job for you to be ready to hear the truth. I'm going to give you the truth. And if you're not ready for it, that is a you problem. But if somebody passed away and I thought they were a horrible person, I'd talk about it the next morning. Well, it's not the time or the place. Well, they were a bad person. They're no longer here. I have to talk about them. I'm going to do it on my terms for my show and fill the segment. I'm not going to wait 11 days until you've had therapy to get over it. 49er fans, get over it. The team's better with Garoppolo than Trey Lance. The Herd on Fox Sports right there. Colin Cowherd talking about Trey Lance. So Colin said... They're they're better off without Trey Lance. That the Trey Lance injury is good for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. And people lost their minds over it. Yeah, I don't blame them. And my question is, why are you losing your mind over that? Because he's not wrong. The San Francisco 49ers are absolutely better without Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, I, I... Unfortunately, in this case, I have to agree with Colin, and I agree with you, but I think that the way Colin comes off and his delivery and the, and the way he kind of goes about it, like the, you know, as I like to call, like the hard-ass, hard-edged, you know, hot-take mentality type type take, I think it's just rough sometimes. And I think when you're talking about a guy who broke his ankle clearly and was in an air cast being yeah. ambulanced off the field or whatever, or carted off the field, like, I think that just sits wrong with people, and that's what I think people are upset about i don't think even that people disagree with them i think that people are just frustrated he was so harsh about it i i think that's his job i think that's his job and i i wondered in the comments and i see some people talking about it tanner uh tanner among them in the comments do you like colin cowherd i can take the herd for five minutes at a time five minute he, increments he's not somebody i can listen to for hours on end in the back i can listen to Romy in the background and totally it can drone for hours on end and i'm fine with it i can't do that with colin i just can't uh tanner says i hate colin but he's not wrong here san francisco is better with jimmy g yeah totally agree with that yeah eric says uh did trey lance die people in the Barry and the 49er locker room think the 49ers are better with jimmy g as long as he can stay healthy the jury's out on that though no, oh the i jury's totally not agree. out No, no. The jury's out on whether Jimmy G can stay healthy. That's when the 49ers wind up in the jackpot. If he gets hurt, because Lance is out for the year, if Jimmy G gets hurt, Eric, you're exactly right. Exactly right. Jeff Johnson says, I'm a Niner fan, and I'm pissed about the quarterback situation. Jimmy G is great for three quarters a game and will turn it over and become a liability in the fourth, but I'm not mad about the comment. Yeah. 
Uh, Dallin Sproul says, uh, Colin is good for YouTube clips. That's about <laughs> it. Oh, wow. Great point. Love that. Uh, M. Morris says, so much drama with San Francisco. Agreed. Absolutely right. Agreed. Absolutely right. Um, you know, it's interesting. Look at all the people talking about Jeff Johnson says, dude, Wilson is a good dude, and I hate the Seahawks, but that dude is hard to hate. I don't hate Russell Wilson. I don't No, I don't hate Russell Wilson. He's just irrelevant to me. Like, I don't think he's a great quarterback anymore. I don't know that he ever was. The late, great Will Smith, who was my producer at 1320K Fan, the, the sports, sports leader. leader. Come on, man. Do your job. Do your job. <laughs> no, um, Will Smith loved Russell Wilson, and we used to go round and round about this. I just don't think that Russ has ever been the reason you win a Super Bowl. Yeah. He is a good dude. His wife is really talented in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. But if you ask me, do I like him? I, I mean, I don't hate him. But is it's he somebody meh. Is he somebody that's even on your radar? It's just like, meh. You know, he's, like, eh. He's not really somebody that's on, on my radar. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, I just don't look at him that way. Football 50-10 in the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the Triple Pep Pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. <laughs> Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited time triple pet pizza. Topped with three types of pepperoni for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Pepperoni or sausage? Sausage. Can you put pineapple on pizza? Hell yes. Canadian bacon or bacon on pizza? Bacon. Ranch on pizza? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's why Jake's here. It is nepotism at its finest. <laughs> but, but Home Slice puts ranch on pizza, and I can get down with that. Yes. Use promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's app. It is easily the best way to order a slice of pie. This show is brought to you by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. When you need an injury attorney, and I know that most people are like, ah, injury, some injury. Wait till you get in a car accident. Wait till you slip and fall somewhere. Wait until somebody does something that wrongs you and you wind up getting hurt for it. You can't work and maybe you're going to miss a couple of paychecks. The advocates can make that right for you. Focus on your health. Focus on getting back to the best version of you. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. That's why you go to utahadvocates.com. Uh, I think the biggest stories in sports this morning certainly revolve around the NBA. And, you know, whether it's this Darren Williams deal where Darren's saying that nobody's coming um, to Salt Lake City as a free agent, um, I think that's certainly a stigma. Interesting talking point. I actually think the story in Phoenix with Robert Sarver selling yes. the Phoenix Suns, this is a big deal. This is a big story. It's, it has to do with misogyny, abuse of women, um, racial epithets, you know, racial abuse. All kinds of stuff. But you want to know what the biggest story in the NBA today is? Boston Celtic coach Ime Yudoka is looking at a year-long suspension. And this is about as ugly as it gets Yeah, in the NBA. It was a Woj bomb. Woj. It was. 
a Woj bomb. Is that the well done? Well, I mean, that was well done. Me, uh, Woj tweeting out last night um, that Ime Udoka, the one of the hottest young coaches in the NBA, had an extramarital affair with a Boston Celtics staff member. It was consensual. He is married, and this woman is not his wife. Keep it real. And it came out originally when there was a Woj bomb. (laughs) I'm trying. When there was a Woj bomb, it was originally that he had violated Boston Celtics, you know, their code of conduct. Bonnie, please. But this story has evolved, and now we know Ime Yudoka cheated on his wife by having an affair with a Boston Celtics staff member, allegedly. Uh-oh. Should he be suspended an entire season for an extramarital affair? I mean, this is a crazy story. And again, I will just say what I always say. Why do men always fall at the feet of a vagina? Hey, guys. This is another situation where you're going to have a powerful man that's going to, you know, face severe punishment for sex. Yeah. Because that's what this is. Yeah. Whether it's Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky smoking cigars in the Oval Office, yeah. whether it is the Kennedys, you name it. You know the names. You know the scandals. Here you have a guy who is at the top of his profession. He took the Boston Celtics. One of the most storied franchises in the NBA. And I I mind you, he's a black man who took the Boston Celtics. Which matters. To the NBA Finals. And that absolutely matters. He's got the world in the palm of his hand. So naturally, he would have an extramarital affair with a Boston Celtics staff member. And wind up now he is in the jackpot. Is a year-long suspension too much? No. I think that... I think that when you're the head coach of the Boston Celtics, there is a certain standard you have to live up to. I, I, I just like white, whether you're white, you're black, you know, whatever, whatever your skin color is, that, you know, from that perspective, it doesn't matter. I think that Ime Udoka was one of the best stories in, in the NBA. I, I, I frankly, I'm not a Boston Celtic fan, but I have to say I did respect Ime Udoka for what he was able to do because because. You know, when you look at what Brad Stevens was able to do with, you know, Tatum and Jalen Brown and the group that they've put together, you know, they came up short. And there's no doubt about that. And then, you know, Boston goes through this process where Brad Stevens moves upstairs to the front office. Ime Udoka comes in. They are off and running. And it's it's everything you want um, in terms of basketball from yeah. a front office perspective, from an on the floor perspective. Like everything was great. And it's just really unfortunate that that. You know, I, I mean, that that's how this worked out because I think that Ime Udoka, if you really put this into perspective, think about it. I mean, this is, what what is he, two seasons in, I think, or, or whatever no, it was? No, one season. Is it is it just his first season? I thought yes. It, well, yeah, I think that, I don't know, man. It's it's really sad because I, I, I think when you're able to go to the NBA Finals um, in what looks like your first season, that's pretty... That's pretty legit, dude. That's a huge problem, and, man. And I think that that when you do it in the NBA, um, as a black man in a notoriously um, biased town uh, in Boston, I think that that's extremely impressive. And I think that that it, it's it's really sad that we got to go ahead and add him to the list of guys that 
that wreck their life. Because if you really get into this, if you dive into this, think about it, what happens when, when, when you're in that position and, and this happens. So, okay, cool. Suspension is not even your biggest problem right now. Your biggest problem is now you're probably getting a divorce. I'm assuming, but I mean, I don't know. That's their and decision. And he's married to, I believe he's married to an actress. So you're, you know, you're probably getting a divorce. But, um, but here's my question. And call me crazy, maybe I'm over the top on this. How do you not fire this guy? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's on the table, too. You're going I mean, to suspend him for a year. Woj, by the way, Woj. Thank you. Woj is saying that, <laughs> that he will not be terminated. His job is not in jeopardy in Boston. How are you not firing this guy? And look, I get it. He is a, a he is he's a rock star in the NBA right now. I he totally is. understand it. And he's good at what he does. You had an extramarital affair. You cheated on your wife with a Celtic staff member, and they're going to suspend you, not fire you. Wish this was you. Yeah, especially with what's going on in, in Phoenix with Robert Sarver. Yeah. How are you not firing this guy? Like, if I was Wick Grosbeck and the guys that own the Celtics, I'd have fired him. Here's the difference between this this situation and the Sarver thing. Now, while they're sort of in the same realm, it's, you know, it's... Sure. Frankly, it's sexual activity. It's, you know, it's men and women in the workplace. Like, it's it's that whole thing. The difference is, is the stuff that Sarver was doing was not consensual. The stuff that Sarver was doing was not wanted or warranted or accepted. The stuff that Ime Yudoka was doing was consensual. They both wanted it. They both did it. And, and, and they were both on the same page. So that's the big difference that I see in the two situations. And obviously, it needs to be said that Ime Yudoka is a head coach and Robert Sarver is an owner, which is two completely different conversations. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the conversation around how Boston and, frankly, the league is going to handle this is, is alive and well. But, yeah, I do think that, that a one-year suspension, it does beg some questions. A, yeah, how is termination not on the table? B, if you're Boston, how can you have this guy come back and coach for you? Oh, that's right, because what we're finding out repeatedly is that if you give a situation time, that people just seem to forget about it. And if you win... And, and if he would win. If, what if they'd have been a subpar 500 team fired. last year? He'd, he'd, be he'd be gone. He'd absolutely he'd be, gone. be gone. There's no it, doubt about that. That's the hypocrisy of professional sports. And I do agree with you. Obviously, the big distinction in the two situations is that, you know, Jerk Sarver in, in Phoenix is a racist, a bigot, and a misogynist, yes. in my opinion. Yes. This was a consensual, and that's an important word. Yes. Two parties decided they were going to hook up and be physically active together. Daddy? And, no. Like, they consensually had sex. <laughs> it, I think that matters. It's not like he assaulted her, sexually harassed her, bullied her. That's not what happened. Yeah. That doesn't make it right. And he should be fired here. And it, it, it just... To I just me, don't this know how you such have a major organization now. Yeah, it, it's such a bad look for the NBA. Yeah, and but, by uh, the way, I think it also needs to be said, the NBA's been struggling recently, like oh. as far as all this stuff that's going on. Like, it seems like when it rains, it pours, and it's absolutely pouring in the NBA right now. And that's why I say, you know, it, it, it's just frustrating because, because like, there was an article that came out, you know, sidebar here to the story. There was an article that came out again about how in the NFL black head coaches are are really struggling to to get jobs you know and and I think there's a conversation that goes around coaching circles uh specifically black coaching circles where where it's like hey it's not just that we're struggling to get the job it's that when we do get the job we make a mistake and it makes us 
look bad. So if we don't win, we make mistakes, that's not helping our case. And that's what I think is the bigger, like, thousand-foot view conversation. The NBA as a league is super inclusive. The NBA as a league is 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 very cultural. It's a great league. It's it, They accept everybody, and that's what I love about the NBA. But at the same time, when I think about the fact that Ime Udoka is young, he's black, he's, he's powerful, he's driven, he's really good at what he does, to make this kind of mistake, especially in the Boston Celtics organization, you're going to be lucky to get another job yeah. anytime soon. Well, and you know what? I, I, I think I see um, a, a bunch of people commenting on this. Adler Harris says, good morning. Do you guys have resources for people to go to for feeling suicidal or feeling like they're being bullied? Yeah. You should absolutely go to the 988 uh, suicide and crisis line. I mean, if you're feeling that way, please do that. Um, and if you need help, Adler, DM me. You and I have DM'd on Twitter before. If if you need reach out, bro. Yeah, if you need help or you want to talk about something, man, DM me. I'm happy to. I'm happy to 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 talk with you. Uh, down up down says if if I slept with a no no if, if Eme slept with a subordinate and someone that reports to him, then he should be fired, not suspended. No place for power dynamics like that in a professional workplace. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and But again, to your point, this is kind of what you were saying. This is the crazy thing with professional sports. Yes. We're not talking about an accounting job or a lawyer firm. We're talking about a professional basketballing organization. Like, the, and, and this is why the whole suspension thing probably is not good enough. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's not good enough. I think we're trying to have a serious conversation here, and you're really you're you're really messing up the flow. You know what I mean? Okay, you know. Um, but you know, uh, Dallin Sproul says, "How many players do that and get off all the time?" Well, I, I, but I think when you're a coach or an executive, you're held to a higher standard. And you're I, in a I, position of leadership, bro. I mean, whether it's Robert Sarver, Isaiah Thomas with the Knicks, like think about all the sex scandals that have gone on in the NBA. Yes. And really, it should be a, across all industries. And I say this about men as well. Look, I'm telling you now, we have to do better. You, We have to do better. Yes. I just... We continually, as men, put ourselves in situations because we cannot control our urges, because we cannot control our appetite. We And look, I get it. We are, you know, societal norms put us as conquerors. You know, we're supposed to be alphas. We're Lover supposed boy. to be, yeah, we're supposed to be aggressive. I In life, in, in you know, it is this, it, it is this whole, um, you know, warrior in a garden instead of a gardener in a war. Like, I totally understand that, man. I get it. But what I'm telling you is we as men have to understand that this is an issue. You work around women all the time. It, 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 you, cannot, you cannot value women um, you know, for their physical attributes, for their ability to pleasure you. Like We do that as men all the time. Come on, man. And again, I just point to Ime Udoka is the perfect example of this. If he loses his job in Boston because he had this affair with this woman, his career is over. Yeah. His career's I mean, over. He may, he may coach again, but but the the track that you were on is is forever done. I, I maybe, but I I would you really be surprised if he's a guy that? Would you really be surprised if he got fired? You would hire him. What did we say about Deshaun Watson? Hey, he's never going to play again, and here we are on a fully guaranteed yeah, I, contract. I just hundreds don't, of millions of dollars. Yeah, I don't I don't see that man. I oh yeah, Boyd, like absolutely. He exposed the Celtics to huge liability. Yeah, 
And I don't know that we'll, I don't know if it's out there or not. Frankly, I don't want to know. But the, the person that he had an affair with, I mean, I, who knows what, what, who what knows that who was about. Who knows who she is and what she does for the organization you, and what, I just, you know. I just think it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. You are Ime Yudoka. You are, A, you're a married man. And you need to have better integrity and morals to lead your players. That matters. And I know that we all think that doesn't matter. Oh, it look matters. At, look at Mark Jackson with the Golden State Warriors. Look at all of the scandal that surrounded his exit from Golden State. Y'all like, feel me? You, you cannot have this. As, and this is a huge distraction now. How many times is this coming up at Boston Celtics Media Day? A bunch. A ton. This is now a huge distraction. And if they suspend him for a year and they don't fire him, I think it's a huge mistake. I, I really, really do. Uh, the Monty Shield presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Um, listen, we talk about this all the time on the show. Triday Trading um, is... Your solution, if you're on the hamster wheel looking for that side hustle, if you're tired of grinding on a nine to five, if you had an affair and you got fired at work and you need to figure. Come on, anyway, guy. But, Come on. Come hey, on. man, I we, mean, we all got to earn. Listen, I love the boys over at Triday Trading, but you know, I, you we know, gotta earn. Um, you know, I'm just saying, oh, show. yeah, man. <laughs> Look, if you need to make money, if you're trying to find that side hustle, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Go there. Register for the free webinar. Don't take my word for it. And I, whether we're talking about mortgages, pizza, whatever, don't take my word for it. Go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Watch the free webinar. It is really easy. You, you simply register. You watch the webinar. And then you make a decision. Hey, this sounds great. This is a great side hustle for me. I can scale this into a full-time gig. I'm going to make great money doing it. Let me go and check out TridayTrading.com slash Monty. But if it's not a good fit for you, walk away. Yeah, it, That's all that Triday Trading asks of you. Give them a shot to tell you why day trading is the avenue to make that bread, dude. Because we all deserve the life that we dream of. We all have this vision in our heads. And tell me that you don't. I know you do. You have a vision in in your head for what you want your life to be. Maybe the car you're driving, the house you're living in. Maybe the the vision that you have for your kids in the future. Yeah. Are you struggling to make those visions a reality? To bring your dreams to fruition? Do that at TridayTrading.com slash Monty because that's the truth. Triday Trading makes your dreams come true because they're going to teach you how to day trade. They're going to show you that day trading is not the incredible risk and money losing proposition that you have in your head. The reality is it's a great way to take a side hustle into your full-time gig. Stop making money for the guy that you're working for now. That paycheck is the drug he's giving you to make you forget about all those dreams you have. Instead, go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty, take the webinar, and then make your decision. The best part is when you work with Triday Trading, you don't trade your money. You trade their money. The first trade you make is with Triday Trading's money. And if you make money, they're going to split 50% with mm -hmm. you. When you make that bread for Triday Trading with their money, they give you 50% of it. You work for yourself. You own your own business. You make your own money because you went to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Do it today. Watch the webinar. Trust me when I say it is a legit route to financial freedom. Triday Trading 
TridayTrading.com slash Monty. All right, 718 on uh, the Monty Show. I think the biggest story in sports this morning probably is this Ime Yudoka thing. But finally, there is justice in Phoenix. This situation with uh, Robert Sarver and now that he is selling the team, I think justice has been served. Now, he's still got to sell the team. And if you didn't hear the update, Robert Sarver, the the owner of the Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, Mm -hmm. a year-long investigation into inappropriate workplace conduct and atmosphere found that Robert Sarver routinely sexually harassed female employees, used the N-word, abused employees by doing things like putting goats in his general manager's office. That's an issue. Who pooped everywhere and destroyed the furniture routinely created an atmosphere of hostility and uncomfortableness for his employees. Now he has agreed to sell the team, but only after the NBA damn near gave him a pass and only after PayPal and sources last night told us that Footprint, the naming rights partner for the Phoenix Suns Arena in in Arizona, both said, hey, we're going to exercise a morals and reputation clause and pull out of our agreements with the Suns if Robert Sarver does not sell the team. How about that? So yesterday it was announced by Bobby Sarver that he is selling the team. And the statement he made is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I give him credit for coming out and, and talking about it, but he, he's talking about being a victim, Jake, and it... it, it it's quite ridiculous to me. And you see it on the ticker, by the way, saying that it became painfully clear that uh, forgiveness was no longer an offer. And like, right there, that that part right there, what that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by the things I have said in the past. Yeah, it's is ridiculous. that a joke? Come Are you now. kidding me? That, that you're trying to sit here up on your pedestal uh, that's at your house instead of at your office at the arena now. You're trying to sit here and tell me that you think it's ridiculous that you should have to sell the team because people won't won't forgive your past and allow you to do good now and that this is cancel culture because that's essentially what he's saying in the statement that that he feels unjustly forced to sell the team this is exactly why he needs to sell the team he does not understand how much he's affected people's lives and i think that this is this is the problem i have so let me get this right. You're going to sell a professional sports franchise that Forbes has just valued at $1.8 billion. So let's say, let's just be conservative. Oh, you got $1.4 billion. Wow. Cry me a river. I know I know that you know, you're going to have to get on food stamps, right? Oh, no, that's just your average American. You don't have to worry about money issues. You don't have to worry about, about the struggle that is inflation. That's not your problem right now. And that's, that's my problem with this guy. Not only did you do what you did in the office, you're now going to release a statement and try to cry a river about the fact that you have to sell the team and people are being unfair to you. That's my problem with this guy. And that's why I have, that's why I'm frustrated with the NBA on this particular topic because the NBA, to your point, what you just said, is trying to give him a free pass. Yeah. And, and as you see, we put Robert Sarver's statement on the screen. And, and here's the part you know, you're in trouble. When somebody starts a statement that says, oh, uh, as a man of faith. Makes me want to puke. Okay, right there, you know this statement's so as not a man going of faith, in the right you're direction. you're going to drop N-bombs all so, over the office. So wait, let me get this right. Uh, as a man of faith. So you're saying, what, you're a Christian or you have a God that you believe in? 
Um, well, then why are you using the N-word repeatedly? Why are you sexually harassing women by commenting on their physical attributes, allegedly? Like, what? What? that's what Jesus told you to do as a man of faith. So anytime I see it, in all honesty, anytime you see somebody say, well, as a man of faith, okay, now we're in trouble. Like, come on, dude. Are, and, are, are you, be, are you and, being serious? And... Even better than that, I love that he continues, I believe in atonement in the path to forgiveness. Oh. I expected that the commissioner commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, but in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible, that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. Shut the hell up, man. Robert Sarver, the owner like, of the Suns and Mercury. Come on, dude. Like, you are Do you Do you see the tone? Do you, do you see what I mean? The, the tone in that statement is what I just have such an issue with, dude. Like your tone is, it's so it's like, ridiculous. Oh my God. I, 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 you know, I, you know, the suspension would have given me time to find clarity in my life. And as a God seeking man, I'll finally decide to stop dropping N bombs all over the office when Monty Williams steps into my office. Like, dude, this is the problem. And I, I, and I know I'm just ranting here and I'm, and I'm being negative on the guy, but I just, I, I don't know when it became okay to have these expectations that you can just walk around saying whatever the hell you want to people as the owner of a business or a team or whatever, and you think that that's just not going to be a problem. You think that 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 when you're a high-profile, I mean, I guess, person, because he's not a celebrity, certainly, but he's also not a player. He just owns the team. When you're a high-profile figure like that, you can't do that, man. That's, I agree. And, and and then, so you can't do that, but then to expect that people are just going to be like, oh, well, hey, man, take your one, take your billion dollars, you know, go to the Bahamas for a year, and then come back, and you will have forgotten, and we'll have forgiven you. That's yeah, essentially I, what he's saying. I mean, I, I look at this situation with Robert Sarver in Phoenix. I, this, this was so poorly handled by the NBA. And... I understand they find him the max amount of money. I understand it's a business. He's a billionaire, but he's also a misogynist, a racist, a terrible person who cannot own an NBA franchise. And you let that happen. How do you, and, and, and maybe this is in some way, shape, or form similar to Ime Yudoka. Yeah. Right? Because what do we have with Robert Sarver? We have a guy who cannot control his urges with women. You, you have a guy that routinely commented on the appearance in these reports in this investigation. He routinely commented on the appearance and the physical attributes of female employees. Yeah. So here we have another guy falling at the feet of a woman. And I just, I, it's amazing to me. You're a billionaire. And the other thing I think, what did you say to me in the car yesterday about, about the sale of the Suns? Hmm. Well, let's not feel so bad for this guy because he is going to walk away with a billion dollars in profit. 
by selling the Suns and the Mer Mercury. He's owned them for over well over a decade. Yeah, I, I want to say, and, and I'd have to verify this number, but I read something while we were still in Phoenix on doing the show in Phoenix. And there was a time where an article came out that said that Robert Sarver had gotten into this organization, I think for like 200 million bucks or something like that. Uh, you know, by sports numbers, obviously that's a pretty low number. So that's why I say I'm not going to feel sorry for this guy. I'm not going to sit here and say that 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 he should be let off easy or that or that somehow I feel bad that that he's been, you know, forced to sell the team essentially. Like, you're going to walk away with a billion dollars, and the fact of the matter is is that you're going to have more time with your family than you already did. You're not. You're never going to have to worry about things like inflation or things like, you know, th the things that the average American struggles with. And that's my biggest problem when I kind of zoom out and, and, and stop talking about this from a basketball office ethics conversation and start going to just a life conversation. Robert Sarver led an ownership group that paid $400 million for the Suns. $400 million. It's worth $1.8 Now, how much of that goes in his pocket? My guess is he's going to make... He's going to make close to $800 million on the sale of this team. I do not feel for, sorry for him in any way, shape, or form. I, I just don't. And I, I think when you look at um, you look at what we have going on with, with, with a guy like Robert Sarver, with a guy like Ime Yudoka, it, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Dude, it, it's absolutely uh, crazy to me. And I, I look at it and... And, that, and that's why I say uh, you notice that sexual indiscretion uh, is not biased, right? Rich, white owner, you know, really super successful black head coach. Like, it's not biased. It, these are decisions that are being made by powerful individuals, and they're paying the price. And it's a yeah. shame because, again, as I said, like with Ime Udoka, I respected the hell out of that guy. I, I, was, I, I was one of the people saying, hey— Dude came in after Brad Stevens failed, and Brad Stevens did a hell of a job. Like, let's not get it confused. He did a hell of a job, but he failed. They didn't win a championship with that core. So he failed upward, and now he runs. And the, now he runs the, the team. team, right? And and by the way, it should be said this happened under his watch. Like, let's not beat around that bush either. This happened under Brad Stevens' watch, and I don't care. I'm not sitting here saying Brad Stevens endorsed it, or maybe he didn't even know about it. But the fact is, is it happened. Yeah, I think it's rough. And by the way, there's an argument in the comments about whether Ime Yudoka is married. He's in a long-time relationship with with an actress, um, Nia Long. Nia... Bro, <laughs> are we Nia Long? You really want to have um, you really want to have a discussion about whether he's married or not, and that should that should change the the conversation about the fact that he cheated on her. Come on, man. Come yeah, on, be better. I, I, I don't. Be better. Uh, Renee Rokas says, uh, are they, when is Robert Kraft going to pay the price? Same thing. What punishment but, did... But, and granted, reputation damage, But why did Robert Kraft not get in trouble? Because the police didn't do their job. So Robert Kraft never actually did anything. We all know he did, right? Like everybody, the public knows he did. But the video never came out, right? Never, yeah. never saw the light of day. And that's because the cops didn't do their job. This is not in question. Robert Sarver, not in question. Udoka, not in question. Breaking news. Um, the uh, According to Shams, the Utah Jazz and Detroit Pistons are in serious trade talks to send Boyan Bogdanovich for Kelly Olenek an additional salary. God. Um, the Detroit Pistons. Kelly Olenek. And this is what I worried about. Okay, see, this is one that I don't like. This is what I worry about, is Shams is saying... 
The Utah Jazz and Detroit Pistons are in serious talks on a trade, sending Boyan Bogdanovich for Kelly Olenek an additional salary. Like, why? That makes no sense to me at all. Your salary dumping. In any way, shape, or form. Your salary dumping. That's, That's what that is. Crazy. You're moving him. And you know what? I, I I will I will I will again say about I will again say about the Lakers. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, clearly the Lakers are are. Uh, there's a reason the deal is not getting done, and I and my guess is is that it's because the Lakers. It's because Danny Ainge wants three picks in the Lakers deal, and the and the Lakers have two, so they have to find a third team, and they haven't been able to do that yet. So, I don't know. I think this uh, this is where. This is where, as a Jazz fan, I could understand if you were frustrated by this news because this is not a great look. Like, Boyan Bogdanovich was a staple in your organization, uh, is technically still a staple in your organization, but frankly, he doesn't have a role on this team. There's not really... How, how are you going to sell that Boyan Bogdanovich is going to be on the floor with these guys? Because he's not. We've been telling you they're going to move him. So I... I I don't know, man. This is this is the pain train you're going to be on for a year. You know, frankly, I mean, if we're just being brutally honest about it, some of these deals are going to have to happen to to get guys like Boyan off the off the roster. But if you're going to move Boyan, how are you not moving Mike and JC? You know what I mean? Like, if we're being honest about it, like, how are you not just moving the last three veterans on the team and just going completely young, running gun Houston Rockets style basketball? I I I, I will again ask, what are the LA Lakers doing? I don't know. Uh, I, I this. I makes... just said they need a third team. Like that, Danny Ainge wants three picks out of that Laker deal, and the Lakers have two. I don't understand. I this hurts my head. If you are the L.A. Lakers, Boyan Bogdanovich is the perfect fit, and maybe this is Danny Ainge's modus operandi. I don't know. You had the Knicks in a deal. Mm-hmm that made a lot of sense for the Knicks, and for some reason that deal didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Now you have the the Lakers in a deal where it makes a lot of sense, and all of a sudden the Pistons show up for Boyan Bogdanovich? Oh, what a loser! What sense does it make for the Pistons to be pursuing Boyan Bogdanovich? And what sense does it make to take back Kelly Olenek and salary in that deal? (laughs) I don't know. How does that help the, the Utah it, yeah, Jazz the, the at all? The behind it is not great. I totally agree. I mean, it doesn't. the logic behind it is not great. At least with the Lakers, you can understand, like you were just saying, like Boyan's a great fit for for the Lakers and LeBron and company. But I don't know, man. I, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't love the, the process of trading these guys because, I really enjoyed Bogdanovich as a jazz man. I didn't really particularly enjoy Conley as a jazz man. JC, it goes without saying, I think everybody loves JC. I, 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 this feels like a smokescreen to me. I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand this in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I, I told you that two days ago, I, I believe we told you that. Um, the Lakers have been chasing Boyan Bogdanovich, and I think they would love to do a Boyan Clarkson Malik Beasley deal. Boyan Bogdanovich is a perfect fit, a perfect fit for the Lakers offense. And I'm trying to figure out if, you know, and we've heard all kinds of questions, and, and sources have told me repeatedly that the Lakers are trying to only trade one first round pick of their two. They'd like to hang. You're trying to win a championship with LeBron James. It, it 
that draft pick is almost meaningless to you. Trade it. Like it, it, this is the mental part of the NBA that I don't understand. Like it doesn't make sense to me that Leon Rose let let Donovan Mitchell get away. That Leon Rose allowed Donovan Mitchell to put on any other uniform but the Nick uniform. It makes no sense to me that the Lakers are going to let Boyan Bogdanovich. Now they're finalizing a deal. Yeah. For Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. So this deal is going to get done. It looks like. It's a Woj bomb. Are you? Are are you? you this is. You're for real right now. You're trading Boyan Bogdanovich to the Pistons for essentially Kelly Olynyk and some salary. There's a third player or second player there, but I, I don't. This is ridiculous to me, it, it, and I don't understand why this trade makes sense. I mean, listen, Kelly Olynyk, it, it, you brought in, you know, Cody Zeller. You, you're, I get it. You're bringing in filler guys on a bad team. That's what you're doing. And are you telling me that Kelly Olynyk is is the value that you're going to get for Boyan Bogdanovich? You, th this trade, this is a brutal trade for this, the Jays. I, I, I do. So this is the first time for me where, you know, I, I kind of feel like Danny asking for too much is going to bite him in the ass. Because asking for, because the report came out that he was asking for three picks in the Lakers situation. That that he it, they were going to move. Bogdanovich and either JC or Conley, obviously, in that package, but Danny wanted three picks out of that, and that the Lakers needed to go and find a third team. So this wait. is a terrible trade. So you're gonna, you, so wait, you went from getting two picks because remember the initial offer. Like, let's not forget what the initial offer was. The initial offer was Bogdanovich and JC for two first round picks, which the Lakers have sitting there in their stable. I would have been fine with that. I. I mean, maybe maybe I undervalue these two, but but I think in the current climate, with everything you've done this summer, like let's not make a bonehead trade and get off track here. I would have been fine with two first round picks for Bogdanovich and you know whoever the, the of the other two you wanted to trade, Conley or JC. But but when I see my Twitter feed light up and and Woj is tweeting the Pistons are finalizing a trade to acquire Boyan for Kelly Olynyk and Sabin Lee. Or Saban Lee, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. My apologies, and obviously some salary to make it work. That to me is crazy because now you you've gone from and there it is from picks, and now it's official. Yeah, my my uh, one of my one of the top NBA guys I talked to just sent me a text. That all it says is it's done. I, I mean that this is that's a, this frustrating, is a terrible bro. Trade. That that uh, that I, to me is frustrating. Uh, this is a terrible trade. What are the comments saying? Uh, I, I, I don't understand this in any way, shape, or form. And if somebody wants to enlighten me as to what sense this trade makes, I would love to know because, uh, I mean, I, I just don't I just don't get it. I just think the contrast between the two trades is what I don't understand. Like, like you went from, like, you. so let's wind the clocks back. And I want to do this to make my point really clear. So, Royce O'Neal, first-round pick. Rudy Gobert, four first-round picks. Donovan Mitchell, I believe it was three picks that you got in players. So, right there, what are you at? Uh, what is that, eight, nine picks? Yeah. Right there. Now you're in a place where, where you obviously have to move some of these other veterans because they don't fit with the timeline you're on and the place the organization is in. We totally get it. No issue with that. Everyone's on the same page. But then you get this Laker conversation going, and I'm like, all right, Danny's going to put the cherry on top of this offseason right here. You know, you picked up a guy in Cody Zeller because you needed a filler big. Totally get it. No issues. We went from Boyan and JC or Boyan and Mike for two first-rounders 
to Boyan Bogdanovich for Kelly Olynyk and some money. That's a problem, bro. That's not good. Yeah, and Saban Lee's a role player. I mean, he's not some, he's not a guy of consequence. I I, I don't I and don't understand way, this. You're at you're all. not really doing and I know that Danny probably doesn't really care too much if we're being honest about it. But you're not exactly doing Boyan Bogdanovich any favors. Who would be surprised if the Pistons went and traded him again, you know, and just and just moved it along? Who would be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised. So I don't know, man. I I, I don't I gotta be honest, I don't love this trade from all sides of it. I, I just don't enjoy it at all. Are you telling me that Boyan Bogdanovich's value is Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee? Uh, uh, Saban Lee, a 23-year-old that plays 15 minutes a night. And gives you five points a game. That's that's Boyan Bogdanovich's value. And and let's say this. Let's and that's and that's what it looks like to us. Even if it, even if Saban Lee projected to be a thirty-five minute a night three and D sniper, that was twenty-three years old. Let's say that he projected to be that. That to me is still not enough because again, you're not trying to pick up players for now. You're trying to offload your veteran salary for picks and future so you can go and make trades to get the guys you actually want. Kelly Olenek's not going to be here when they win a championship. Let's be very clear, right? Cody Zeller's not going to be here when they win a championship. So that's why I say I, I just don't know why the pivot from the Laker deal to this. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. You could have made a larger deal with the Lakers, and I think you could... I, I don't know. Maybe the Lakers weren't willing to give that up. Maybe they couldn't find a third team. But the breaking news this morning presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty on the Utah Jazz is that uh, the Utah Jazz have traded Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. Um, that, according to Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN... I hate this trade in every way, shape, and form. I would love I to be able to ask somebody trade. about it. I'd love uh, to be I, able to ask Danny what what the or even Justin Zanuck what what was the thought process. I yeah, I don't know. I I um and now the bots uh, are now see, the now bots are getting downhill. in. See, if you would have traded him to the Lakers, the bots wouldn't have come into the chat. You know, like Obviously I'm not. I'm just saying, um, you know, I I I I need to. We need to figure this I, out. I. I, I Dude, I feel like uh, this is the first time I felt this way where I feel like Danny's the Danny ego thing I feel like is alive and well in this trade because Danny, I'm sure, was pushing three first round picks. Danny, we know Danny's been ultra aggressive. And to this point, it's been great. I've loved the trade they've made. Obviously, like Royce, Rudy, Donnie, like you got a ton of value back what for these sense guys. does this make? But now you overstepped. Now what you said was, hey, instead of two for Boyan and Mike, I, I believe was the initial was the initial reporting out of uh, out of Woj's camp. I believe it was. Now it's like, hey, we're want three for those guys, and the Lakers aren't willing to do that. So we're gonna trade with the Pistons? No, I'm no, 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 nope. Hi, nope. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I, I, honestly, I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to text. Uh, my 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 Utah Jazz got to figure this out, and and it just doesn't make a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that that that's what's happening. Um, and one of the one of the guys I talked to, it, it says it sets the, it sets the Jazz up to have more fi financial freedom. Um, which which is listen, it's fine. I, I, I don't, and that's my at what cost? Because for for my money, Boyan Bogdanovich 
was somebody who could have brought you more in return. If the young player is what you wanted here, why Saban Lee? Yeah. Like, what, what? he has shown very little. He's not even the best young player on that roster, and I'm not saying to get Cade Cunningham, but you, you've got to do better than that. I, I just, this... This doesn't make this doesn't make very and frankly, if you're a Laker fan, you should be livid this morning. You should be absolutely livid. Joseph Call says the only thing that makes sense is that they wanted Lee and really didn't want to trade him to a Western team. Uh, I uh, sure. But if you think about that, and I don't disagree with you on that comment, but but if we think about that for a second, from from a from an operational standpoint of this team, are you really operating from the standpoint of hey, I don't want to trade? A guy like Bogdanovich in the Western Conference? You don't say that about guys like Bogdanovich. He's a 3 and D sniper. He's not Donovan Mitchell. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not, you know, um, any top tier. He's not Devin Booker. He's not, like, any top tier talent that's going to, you know, come back to bite you in the ass in the playoffs, right? Like, at, so to me, that's why that doesn't even make sense to me either because he's he's not good enough to be that guy where you're like, I don't want to trade him to this conference or that conference. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I would love to understand um, how this is not... How, I, I, I want to understand this. I want to understand what the, what are the Lakers doing. It, this, is, this is... I know I keep saying that, but the thing that I struggle with is you're in a position where you've got... Two players in LeBron James and Anthony Davis that need shooting, and you have not added that. And you have a team in the in the Jazz who are looking for first round picks. They've got two of the better three point shooters in the league right now in Malik Beasley and Boyan Bogdanovich. Those are guys that can knock down the three. And if you needed Jordan Clarkson, certainly that could have been had. But on a very baseline level, you could have made that deal with the Jazz. Yet now, the Jazz turn around and trade Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Sabin Lee in, in a deal that doesn't bring you draft capital. It, it brings you a young player that, frankly, has had a chance on a really crappy team and is not produced in Sabin Lee. I, this this makes no sense for because the Jazz. It's it makes perfect sense. You just turn Kelly Olynyk into Boyan Bogdanovich if you're the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they're good enough to to justify this deal, right? Like the Pistons are a team that are pushing for a playoff opportunity. That's what they're pushing for. I, I, I there's going to have to be, but we're going to yeah. There won't be a press conference. Nobody will ask a question. But nope. This does not make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, next question. And, and I just, I, it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder if pick swaps or if there's an issue with what the, you know, what the Jazz were willing to give and get in in, in terms of draft picks. Oh, I, I think clearly that's what's happened. Like, and again, I mean, I, this is all speculation and just reading the situation with the information we have, right? But to me, what makes perfect sense is Danny wanted too much. That. That to me is what makes sense, but I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I could be wrong, obviously. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Let's get your thoughts in here because I I just this makes my head hurt. Jeremy Bolton says, in all seriousness, which probably means he's not serious, uh, and I know you won't believe me, but I would rather have traded Bogey for Caruso. Caruso brings toughness and grit. Just kidding. Caruso sucks ass and his headband smells. That's not what we're about. Thank you. Um, down up down says bad players with two-year deals. Jazz barely saved any money. No picks. I don't understand what Ainge is thinking. Agreed. I, I is there more here? Is there more here? That that's there all better I can be. think. I, I there mean, better be. The only thing that makes sense is that if there if you are if you are gonna make another deal today or tomorrow, 
That's the only thing that makes sense because now, I mean, you have a hodgepodge now. Like, I, I don't, you've got a bunch of dudes that have hair issues because Kelly Olenek wears a ponytail. You've got Sorry, a bunch of, by and Cody Zeller, you know, no offense, bro, but like your hair is not great. Like, you've got a Too bunch bad. of unserviceable older big guys now. That doesn't fit the model of a tank rebuild thing. Man, I hope there's a bigger deal coming. I, 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 that's I really the only thing that, that makes sense here. I, I and and I see the comments about the in Danny we trust stuff. I I will keep the faith through the end of the weekend. Yeah, Cody Strickland said, "What happened to in Danny and what happened to in Ainge we trust?" I I I I don't. Frankly, this is because I don't understand this deal. This is a head scratching. It's a shocking deal. Kelly Olynyk is what you... The Detroit Pistons just turned Kelly Olynyk into Boyan Bogdanovich. Pause, bro. Pause. What sense does that make? What... what Are, are we cap spacing? Like, what are we... Do, it, it, I, I agree with you. It's a salary dump. It, it's it, what it, it is. It has to be. Like, I just don't... I don't get it. Yeah, you know what? Blood of the blood of the Pantas said Detroit fleeced. I agree. Freezy Breezy says, I love it. What do you, are you a Pistons fan? Like, what do you love about it? Um, you know, like uh, Christopher uh, Leal says, does Olenek get traded? I mean, I, don't know. I, 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 so there's two ways this is going to go. Obviously, right? This isn't rocket science. They're either going to make a bigger deal and that's why they had to make this deal or you're not going to do anything. And this is a terrible trade, right? If you make a bigger deal and, and, you know, you had to do this for salary and structure and all that, then, okay, understood, understood. But if this is just a head-up deal and you do nothing else, then this is this is just not good basketball. Yeah, this this is this is a mistake, and I, I just don't – like, I'm waiting for the – I'm waiting for the bomb to drop that there's another deal here. Like, I, I just yeah, – I mean, it's, it's funny. It's almost expected, right? Like, you're like, all right, all right. So Danny has been basically perfect this offseason. I mean, can we all agree on that? Like Danny Ainge has essentially had a a clinical offseason. Like trades, way too much value coming back to the Jazz, fleecing people. Okay, great. You've done awesome so far. Totally with that. But that awesomeness, I guess, or that in Danny we trust feeling runs out pretty quick when you make deals like this. And we're just left to sit here and wonder because it's like, all right, yeah, if you don't do anything else with – Kelly Olynyk or Cody Zeller or whatever, then yeah, you do have a hodgepodge of guys. You do just have sort of a random roster. Yeah, so, I, I don't I, know, man. I, I mean, the Pistons are now a a playoff caliber team. I mean, this is a bottom of the playoff uh, ladder Pistons team. I just I I'm shocked by this. Like I just I don't understand it. So again, if you're just tuning in, breaking news this morning on the show, um, as the Utah Jazz have traded Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. And it's not even that Olynyk sucks because he doesn't suck. He's not a bad player. Yeah. But I can only think you're doing this to flip him. That's all I can think yeah. of. I, I This this does not feel like a deal where you're like, yeah, he's a serviceable big Yeah, he's going to suit up for us. I mean, I, I look at, um, you know, and that's a that's a really good point. Another guy just texted me and said Olynyk is, is one of Danny Ainge's favorite players. Okay. Cool, bro. What good is he on this roster? I mean, that's the that's the question that you have to ask yourself. Um, well, that's true too. I mean, the, the Lakers are dumb. 
The Lakers are dumb. The I Lakers just Lakers are dumb. I don't. I, this is mind breaking to news. Me. This is if you if the L.A. Lakers truly did not do this deal because they're worried about draft compensation. <laughs> this is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Like, I I I, I am. Look, I'm down with what Leon's doing in New York. I truly am. I I I I get it. The biggest question I have is, look at the major market teams in this league. You look at the Lakers, they're in turmoil. You look at the Knicks, they're in turmoil. You look at the Celtics, they're in turmoil. At some point, one of these guys has to get this right. Yeah. Because Golden State is running circles around this league and continues to do so. They're printing money at the Chase Center. They're paying guys $50, $60 million dollars. And you're you're trading Kelly Olynyk. You're the the Knicks are passing on Donovan Mitchell over Grimes and uh, an extra draft pick. Yeah, I don't understand this. Meanwhile, the Pistons are now a playoff team. the The Cavs are a mid table team in the East, probably better than that. And the Knicks are just sitting here, and the Lakers are just sitting here. Watching crappy teams get better and move up the ladder. Yes, you did. Like it's yes, you did. It, the incompetence in NBA front offices is amazing to me. Yeah, I I just don't understand it, and I'd love to. I don't. I I just I will never understand the logic in what teams like the the Lakers are doing. Yeah, Danny can afford to make this trade simply because he has so much draft capital, so much draft capital that it it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter. As we talk about breaking news in the NBA this morning, um, the Utah Jazz have made another significant deal. Uh, and this time it is Boyan Bogdanovich going back east to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee are your compensation. That's all you got for it, Boyan it's Bogdanovich. It's distasteful to even speak it, that that's all you got it's for Boyan Bogdanovich. It's hard to say it out loud. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 to me... Boyan Bogdanovich has tremendous value in a league that's all about the 3 and D wing player. And yes, I have criticized Boyan for his slow first step and his the fact that he can't really play good wing defense. I And I still have that complaint about Bogdanovich, but the fact is, on the proper roster, he can shoot 45% from the corner. And that's what you need him to shoot. That's what his role on the Detroit Pistons is going to be because when you've got guys like Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bey, Driving the paint, yeah, dude's gonna get a lot like of open looks. If this looks was Kelly Olynyk and Sadiq Bay, okay, be like, okay, now cool. we now we're cooking. I, I can see how Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bay would be would be a nice a nice tandem because you're gonna trade. You know, obviously you move Bogey out, you're gonna move Mike and JC. Life's gonna be good. Totally get it, but that's not what this is. And and I have to agree with you. I think your best point is I'm left feeling like there's some kind of bombshell coming. Like Danny's part of like an 18 team trade where he's got a salary balance and do a bunch of stuff. And that's why he had to make this deal. I really hope that it's not that the Lakers are idiots and didn't do this deal over one draft pick or two draft picks, and Danny went with option B. That's what I hope it's not. I, I, all I can say is, how is this all you got? How is this all you got for Boyan Bogdanovich? Um, Help me under... Are you telling me 
that Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee, that's the true established value of Boyan Bogdanovich, and no other team offered something better than that? I could have won up that with like a pube throw. Is that or, a real question? Throwing a, a pump for their basketballs from... Are you serious? I want more. I, like, I am so upset about this deal. If this is it, if this is all that they're going to do in... This is a really bad trade. Hell out of here with that. Yeah, this is a really bad trade. Yeah, I, I and I'm sure the I'm sure the spinsters will be out talking about Danny's a Danny's the doctor and mm -hmm. no, sorry man, this is not the doctor making a you know performing surgery. This is malpractice by the doctor. Like I I I don't get it. I I truly don't get it. Um. Let's see. Jeremy Sabre says Saban Lee was drafted by the Jazz in 2020 and traded to the Pistons, and now we take him back. What the fart noise, please? He wants a fart noise, please. He wants a fart noise? That's what he's asking um, for. Okay, I'll get on you that. Know. Yeah, I'll work on that. Like, this is great. Yeah, absolutely right. Down Up Down says, how did Royce get a first rounder, but Boyan couldn't? Like, did real. What alternate reality are we living in? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, here's your, there's your fart noises. Yeah, like, I I, I don't know, man. I just, Neville93 says poop noise, yes. Uh, apparently, Danny doesn't um, like big market teams unless he can fleece them. Apparently not. You know, I, I just don't know. Jacob DeLamba says, uh, Bojan choke a game winner. Yeah, well. L l but... But, but that doesn't in all seriousness, that he should be worth two picks or a pick. In like, all seriousness, Boyan Bogdanovich is a pretty good NBA player. Yeah. Boyan Bogdanovich, is he a one or a two? No, he's not. Is he the guy you want standing in the corner shooting threes? He is. Did he miss that shot in Dallas? He did. It, that doesn't mean that he can't give you 20 points a night and knock down threes because yeah. he can, and he does. It doesn't mean that he doesn't make the Lakers a playoff team because I think he does. Yeah. Well, he would have because now he's a Detroit Piston. Like, how did you? It's get a, a terrible trade. Whoever dude. said that about like, how did you get a first round pick for Royce and you got you got Ben Gay for what are we doing? We did what we did. You got towels and some Gatorade powder for Boyan Bogdanovich, yeah. and I I'm not sure that I'm Kelly, not, like the idea that bro, Danny may have done this deal because. Kelly Olynyk is his favorite player is crazy to me. Like if that if it ever comes out that that's true, that would be very frustrating. I mm, this will be interesting to see how this this washes. That's an issue. This will be very interesting. This is a great deal for Detroit. If you're a Piston, where's Caleb Harrison? If you're a Pistons fan, this is a great this is a great day for you. Because I think Boyan Bogdanovich makes you deal you you better. Jeremy Bolton says this deal is so bad, even the bots are having to say in it. Yes, that's exactly right. More bots, but I took care of that. Uh, Warren Franklin says now y'all feel Nick's pain with the Mitchell situation. Yes, yes, yeah, but, absolutely but, but right. But here's the deal with that though. Like I I I get what you're saying about that, but but at least with the Nick situation, you could kind of understand it. Like okay. Danny wanted four. Leon didn't want to give up four. Like, Danny wanted X, Y, and Z, and Leon just didn't like that price. Okay, I can get down with that, mainly because the price was so steep that you were in this, like, cliff-jumping situation where you were either going to take the step off and you were going to risk everything and hope that Donnie could bring you a championship or or you were going to pull back and you were going to say, okay, we're going to go, we're going to try a different angle. I could get down with that. I, I don't get it. 
I, I really don't get it. And you, you traded, and if you're just tuning in this morning, the Utah Jazz have traded Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Sabin Lee, according to Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN. Um, it, it, and it is, a, it is a shocking deal. It is absolutely a shocking deal that this is the deal that was done. Um, you know, like I, I am, that's crazy. Jacob DeLambo says Westbrook coming to the dried up Salt Lake. Maybe, but how do you make that deal now without Boyan Bogdanovich? I mean, it, that's a, that's a big salary to trade. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how you, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I look at what's left on the, I mean, is Jordan Clarkson now a starter on this team? It, it, I have to is, wonder. it is, it, he I won't mean, be here. I, I, I just. I don't know, man. If you're willing to do these type of deals, I don't have a lot of confidence that JC is going to be here. I am shocked by this deal. I am I am really, really shocked by this. And, and, and I don't want it to sound like we're putting a dark cloud over the whole offseason or anything. He's had a great offseason. You know, I mean, the, the organization in the big picture is in a great spot. But, but this, like, this isn't just that we disagree with this deal. This is a, this is a widely agreed upon bad deal. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, you're you're left with if if and understand this. If if you're trading for Russell Westbrook, the only way that deal happens is if you trade Mike Conley's twenty two point six. I, I you're not going to trade Colin Sexton at this point. Um, Lori Markkinen, Malik Beasley. You know Beasley's making fifteen and a half. That's what what is that thirty seven? Yeah, you're still ten million dollars short. Yeah. You know, like, are, are you sending them Talon Horton Tucker back? Like, I mean, Rudy Gate, like, you don't, I don't know that you have the balls to make a Westbrook trade now. Yeah. You don't. And, and I, I, that's, this is shocking, man, in, in every way, shape, and form. And for those of you tuning in, what happened is, is they traded Boyan Bogdanovich to the Pistons for essentially a rack of basketballs and Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. I mean, I, I think Boyan has a lot better value. Um, we've talked about it a lot on the show here, presented by the Advocates Utah Injury Attorneys. Find them online at utahadvocates.com. When you're in a wreck or you're in an accident and you need help, you have got to go to the right guy the first time, and that is all of them at the Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the country. Um, you know, did you get hurt at work? Did you get in a car accident? Did you slip and fall? Did you trip on a sidewalk? Call the Advocates. Find them online, utahadvocates.com. You can chat with them on their website. The best part about the Advocates is you're not reaching into your pocket to scratch them a check because, frankly, you don't pay the Advocates until they win your case. There's no big retainers. There's no consultation fees. All of their consultations are free. They'll help you defer your medical bills. Get your life back on track after an accident by going to utahadvocates.com. Breaking news this morning on the Utah Jazz they have traded Boyan Bogdanovich to the Detroit Pistons. Kelly Olynyk, Saban Lee comes back in return. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, and and I guess we'll just leave it to the commenters because I feel like I am, I am probably making too much out of it. But this is a, this is a bad, bad deal. This is a bad deal. Edwin says maybe there's a rule that one team can't have half the league's draft picks at one time. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Kanai Johnson says, I, I really hope Danny has something else coming because I'm not seeing a starting five yet. Well, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, what is your starting five right now? If you look at what's left here, Mike Conley's your starting point guard. 
Colin I mean, Sexton's I, next to him. I would guess Colin Sexton starts. Colin Sexton is definitely a starter. Who's no your is, is Laurie Market in your three? Yeah. Yep. Is Laurie Market in your four and Malik Beasley's your three? I don't know. What about Talon Horton Tucker? Nah, he's a bench guy. What about Jared Vanderbilt? Is starter. He your, he's your four then. He's a starter. Right? Who are you starting at center? Are you starting Walker Kessler? Probably not. Yeah, you have guys there, though. Zeller, now Olenek. But are you telling... Okay, Cody Zeller starts at center. What are you saying to Kelly Olenek? Are you a role player, a bench player on this team? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You, you have options. They have a starting five they can put together. By the way, by the way, we still haven't gotten any clarity on where Jared Butler sits. You know, I'd be very interested yeah, to see. Yeah, you know where he sits? He sits in the G League at the end of that bench. Yeah. That's where he sits. He's, and it's yeah. really frustrating and sad because now... We don't have to talk about Jared Butler because Colin Sexton is here. I man, I mean, if you start Conley and Sexton, I mean, obviously I don't mind that Jordan's your Jordan's your your sixth man. Um, I mean, I I don't. You, I mean, you're gonna are you gonna have a better bench than a starting five? I, it this doesn't make a lot of sense. They, he can't be done. I'm sorry. This this is this has to be a trade that facilitates something else. You know, like he, it, it, it just is. Uh, the, the Woe just tweeting the season long suspension is most likely going to be announced today for Ime Udoka. Wow, 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 wow! That that is uh, that's crazy. Um, this is going to be a crazy week of NBA news. Uh, Ime Udoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Um, is in a long-term relationship with uh, a woman. Mm -hmm. But apparently he has had a... Um, Joe Mazzula will be the interim head coach. So wow. this is coming down now. Ime Yudoka, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, yeah. had an extra... It's not even extramarital. He's not married. He had an affair with a Boston Celtics employee. And... We heard yesterday first Woj reported that it was a violation of the team's conduct policy. Then it came out later that it was a, an affair with a, uh, you know, he had a sexual relationship with a Boston Celtics staffer. Mm -hmm. They are going to suspend Ime Yudoka, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, one season. The full season, Ime Yudoka will be suspended. That makes me think this was a subordinate. It makes me think that he was... This is not good. Now, I also want to clarify that all reports have said this was a consensual relationship. Yeah, that's a big that's a this, big factor. Yeah, this was not, you know, sexual assault. This was not sexual harassment. Yeah. Ime Yudoka, the head coach of the Celtics, had a consensual sexual relationship with a Boston Celtics staff member. He is in a long-term relationship. They are not married. He is in a long-term relationship with a with an actress, Ime yeah. Yudoka is. Yeah. And I'm intentionally not saying her name because I just don't think it it should be out there. But Ime Yudoka is going to be, according to Adrian Wojnarowski now, suspended for the entire season by the Celtics yeah. for violating their personal conduct policy in, in the organization. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a stiff Ooh. penalty to pay. It's heavy, you know. But at the same time, I almost feel like he's lucky to have his job. Like, if we're being serious. Yeah, well, you know? and that's what I come back to. How on earth, how on earth, are you telling me that that he did not get suspended? He did not get fired for this. How how is that? How is that possible? Like yeah. I would love to understand. In the NBA, I'm telling you the the NBA the NBA's got a problem, dude. And yeah. and they are not. 
and this is just my opinion, they are not taking this seriously enough. What? When you say this, what do you specifically, what do you that, dudes in power violating their power? That the NBA did not force Robert Sarver to sell the Suns. The NBA is I, like you have all of these issue issues around women, off-court conduct pro problems. Yes. For years on end here, even just look at, at Robert Sarver. This is not new. This situation with Sarver in Phoenix is a decade old. He's a jerk. He has treated people poorly for years, and they've done nothing about it. Yeah. Now it comes out, they do this investigation. It comes out that he routinely, routinely used the N-word. Yeah. Routinely commented on women's physical attributes and appearance. Yeah. And you did nothing about this and you knew about it. And you didn't force him to sell the team. Footprint and PayPal uh, reportedly are the ones that forced him to sell the team. They're two biggest sponsors. Like, it, it's crazy to me. I don't know. Um, according to um, sources, the relationship with Ime Yudoka and this uh, employee has been described as a consensual uh, relationship, but the organization prohibits intimacy between coworkers. It is alleged, it is alleged, not factual, the staff member that he had an affair with was married. Mm. Was married. And this is, that's where the, the term extramarital came in. Um, ooh, this is really, so they were just two peas in a pod. They were, they were, they were just like, yeah, we're doing this and, and I'm Man. married and you're not married, but in a long time relationship, like, yeah, I mean, this is two people making a decision and now they're going to pay for it. And, and I have to say, um, you know, the whole conversation around, Hey, well, what's her penalty versus mm -mm -mm. Emay's? And it's like, I don't really care what her penalty is because Emay ultimately is in control of the situation. And when you're you're the face of the franchise, you're a head coach for the Boston Celtics, you're that kind of figure for an organization. Yeah, I just still maintain he's lucky to have his job. That's what I yeah, I, I, I truly think, believe that. And I I want I, I think we need to be careful with the the allegations being reported here. But uh, you know what? NYCE 718, I agree with you. And Jake, you said this earlier. Brad Stevens should step down from his executive role and head back to the bench. That that I think Brad Stevens shouldn't step down and head back to the bench. Brad Stevens should be fired for this. Yes. Like uh, it, this is this is a shocking situation. Yeah, Brad, you, Brad, you got a clean house now, dude. Yeah, if you and I happen to know Wick Grossbeck a little bit, the owner of one of the owners of the Celtics. This is not something he would stand for. Wick is a guy that is a is a high character dude. Makes me want to puke. He we will only work with high character guys. You got to start questioning Brad Stevens now. A, are you telling me that you didn't know this affair was happening? And if you didn't know, are you not being derelict in your duty? Because let's let's spend a moment talking about Ime and and Brad Stevens' relationship. You realize those two guys work hand in hand together, right? Like they literally, you, the head coach, and oh, I don't remember what. Brad Stevens' official title is, but basically had a basketball operations for the Boston Celtics. Those two guys work hand in hand together. Anytime Brad's going to make a trade or or there's going to be a shift in player personnel or whatever, those two have to be on the same page about it so it gets executed on the floor. So these guys Man. work together every day. This isn't something where, you know, and hey, maybe Brad was out of the loop. I don't know. This, this obviously, 
you know the stuff that happens behind the scenes when it comes to you know extramarital affairs and fire this guy yeah like, like what are I, we talking I i about? i would have just dropped a hammer on him and said hey like yeah this is unprecedented like, that uh, suspending a coach for an entire season i don't know i don't know that that's ever been done before this is an unprecedented situation and frankly I got to believe it's happened in the past and we didn't know about it because there weren't things like his, you know, Ime Yadoka's uh, longtime girlfriend tweeting her sorrow. You know, it, 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 come on now. And by the way, there are allegations that Ime Yadoka is known for this in previous spots. Well, how did you not come this, on? This whole situation will come obviously on. get deeper and evolve and, and Ime Yadoka's, you know, yeah, hey, I know, I know, we're, we're all children at heart. need to be talking about getting deeper. Yeah, we're all children at heart. I know, but I'm just saying, if it comes out that in his past, this has happened before, that's a bad look. The Monty Show uh, breaking news presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, take and bake at its finest. Trust me when I say uh, the only way to do pizza at home the right way is by going and downloading the Papa Murphy's app. Order it right on your phone. Um, and hey, make sure you use the promo code Monty25. Uh, to get 25% off your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza, Monty 25, M-O-N-T-Y, Monty 25. Order the pizza the way that I do. Please, please stop being a sheep. No, I can't. Stop following, yeah, stop following everybody else's example and using red sauce. No, no, friends. When you order Papa Murphy's Pizza, put barbecue sauce on that crust, please. Barbecue sauce. Little bit of onion mixture. Lots of mozzarella. Mozzarella. Give me the mushroom. Give me the onion. Give me the green onion. Got to have green onion on top. Damn right. Large pizza. <laughs> By the way, when you make that order, don't forget, they give you rewards. So last time we ordered pizza, we got free take and bake cookie dough. It was amazing. Chocolate chip cookies from uh, Papa Murphy's. Amazing. Bomb. Monty 25 is your promo code at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Com. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we are swimming in breaking news. Yeah. Um, the Boyan Bogdanovich trade. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is a Detroit Piston. Um, and it, it, I mean, I don't even know what else you say about that. Yeah. I mean, what you say about it is, is it's, it's a rough trade. I mean, I, I, I think that it, it, like I was saying earlier, I mean, it's, you know, you're going one of two ways with this deal. This deal is either garbage and just a salary dump and you, you know, that's just what it is, or they did this deal because there's a bigger deal in the works that they had to free up some space or get uh, particular players or whatever. I mean, you had to make you had to make a transaction to make the transaction you actually wanted to make, and that's what I'm really hoping is the case here. Well, and the question that I would ask you is, I mean, look at what Danny Ainge has done this summer. Do you believe that Danny Ainge has his team going in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got the team going in the right direction. But the frustrating part is that is that you know you went from, in my opinion, having an A plus off season to now like you know B plus, just average type of of situation. If this deal turns out to be just a garbage deal, I'm never a fan of that. Like I would, I would almost rather have kept. Bogdanovich then then traded him for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee and some salary to make it work like it just it's even hard for me to say it I mean it feels like it's just not adequate it feels like it's not enough it feels like you came up short in this deal and I'll be really curious as time goes on and maybe it comes out I don't know but if, if the Lakers turn down this deal because they didn't want to give up two picks for 
Bogdanovich and JC, let's say, that to me is is really boneheaded. But my fear is, and what I think happened here, this is just my gut feeling. We don't have information on this. This is me speculating, in my opinion. But what I feel like happened in this Bogdanovich thing is that Danny and the Lakers were negotiating. Danny wanted three picks. He got greedy. The Lakers said, to hell with that. We're not interested in that. Move along. And so Danny had a backup plan, and this was a ba the backup plan, and it's a not a very good one. That's what I think happened here. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, we, we text a lot during the show with people that we talk to. Uh, one of the guys I talked to um, said that the, U the Utah Jazz told the Phoenix Suns they had no interest in reacquiring Jay Crowder as part of a Boyan Bogdanovich trade, which is where those talks ended. So I, I know that Phoenix really wanted, really wanted, um, you know, like it, it, they, they really wanted Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. And it, it, unfortunately, the, the unfortunate part of that is I just don't think Phoenix had the, the, the nuts to get that deal done. I don't think they yeah. had the pieces that would have been required uh, to acquire Boyan Bogdanovich. And I, I, I still, I just go back and I, I ask the simple question. What are the LA what are the LA Lakers doing cuz I don't get it. I mean I, I honestly I just don't understand it. How did you let Boyan Bogdanovich end up in in Detroit and not in purple and gold? Like that's the sh the head shaking part of this. And I think this is akin to the New York Knicks um not getting Donovan Mitchell. You had the pieces to get this deal done and you simply chose not to make that trade. Is it the end of the world for the Knicks? No. Is this the end of the world for the LA Lakers? It kind of feels like it because I don't feel like the Lakers have another place to go. But the bigger question here is, did Danny Ainge get enough in return for Boyan Bogdanovich? And I'm here to tell you he did not. If this is only a head-up trade and it's just these two teams and they don't have another deal, if you simply walked away um, you know, with, with Saban Lee and, and with uh, Kelly Olynyk for Boyan Bogdanovich. This is this is a real waste of an opportunity. Because it's garbage. That's, I mean, that's the that's the. As what do you do? You as buy I into this greedy it. thing? Because I think this has a lot of credence to it. Because Danny and his behavior this offseason, we've talked all about it. I mean, we've had long conversations about how Danny, with the Royce trade, the Rudy trade, and the Donovan Mitchell trade, did a great job. Like specifically with the Rudy trade. Everybody and their brother was talking about how Danny fleeced the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, we were all talking about that. So his greed and his his drive in that trade was well done. But I really feel like that's a distinct possibility that that's what happened here. Danny asked for too much. It burned the Lakers. We uh, know they said no to Jay Crowder. And so he had to go to the Pistons. Like, I don't know about that. I, I think... Danny's not greedy. I don't. I don't like the word greed. I don't think in, in in today's NBA existence or in today's climate, you know, NBA. Well, climate, sure, climate's a good word. In in the way that the NBA works today, there's no such thing as being greedy. There's you know. no such thing as asking for too much. The issue is, do you have somebody willing to pay the asking price? In Donovan Mitchell's situation, the Jazz had the Cleveland Cavaliers willing to meet the, the asking price. Mm -hmm. So the trade was done. For Boyan Bogdanovich, if you were asking for two first-round picks and you were willing to take Russell Westbrook's contract in return, and I was told directly by multiple sources that's what the Jazz were talking about, the, the, the Celtics wanted more. The Celtics wanted Bogey, they wanted Malik Beasley, they wanted Jordan Clarkson, and they wanted pick swaps. That's out of the window. 
that feels like a mistake to me. Yeah. That feels like the mistake if they, if that if that is actually in fact what happened and I have no reason to believe it's not. That's a mistake by the Lakers. And this is a mistake by the Lakers. This is a miscalculation. And it goes back to this conversation about who's running the LA Lakers right now because if you're the Lakers and Boyan Bogdanovich is in Detroit, I mean, you just continue to blow toes off your foot. Yeah. That's what you're doing here. Yep. Because LeBron's not getting any younger. And again, I simply say that the the Jazz can afford to lose one out of every five deals. Right. And it, I think we can all agree this is a loss for the Jazz. This trade, in my opinion, Agreed. if that's what this is, Danny Ainge lost this deal, Agreed. plain and simple. And I, I will again go back and say there's a winner and a loser in every trade. He won the Cavs deal. He won the T-Wolves deal. He lost the Bogdanovich deal. I'm going to say this again. And, and I understand that he likes that he likes very much um, Kelly Olynyk. I totally understand that. I get it. But you cannot tell me that you couldn't have gotten more for Borean Bogdanovich than Kelly flipping Olynyk. Yeah. I, I I just we did what we did. All Kelly Olynyk does, in my opinion, is take minutes from Jared Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake. He takes minutes from Walker Kessler. That's a mistake. Yeah. Because you're in a situation now, for better or for worse, where these young guys are your future. Whether you trade them for your future or they become your future, developing these young guys, it's why you hired David Fisdale. Developing these young guys is the only thing that matters. So bringing in a guy like, like Cody Zeller, okay, I'm fine with that. He's going to mentor guys. He's going to teach guys. Kelly Olynyk still has a lot of miles in, uh, on the tires, in my opinion. He's a guy that makes a championship team deeper. He's not a guy that you bring to a rebuilding project with young guys like Kessler and, and Vanderbilt in, the, in a 4-5 or five hybrid guy. He's only taking minutes from those guys. Thanks. That's the issue that I have with this. Yes. I, it just it feels like a terrible deal to me. It feels like a terrible deal to me. Um, let's see. Um, how about some comments? Uh, BB says Danny wanted Kelly. That's got to be it. That's got to be the only. I mean, that could definitely be. I mean, I you know, obviously he's got a lot of experience with him. Yeah, I I, I mean that that can that can be the only. I, I mean, I don't want Kelly Olynyk. I mean, I I I agree with everything you just said about taking minutes and everything. But hey, if. Danny thinks that's his cup of tea. I guess that's what it is. Warren Franklin says, shout out to Danny Ainge. Hey, karma's a B. Y'all feel me? It is a it is a biatch. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, there has to be more Woj bombs uh, yeah. uh, incoming. Yeah, maybe there Dude, is. I don't know. But but we've kind of been saying that too. Like, like it just, it, it this trade, for whatever reason, there's not a good one, but for whatever reason, just makes... Us and and you know guys like Jacob in the comments feel like yeah there's got to there's got to be another bomb coming right there's got to be you know Danny just did this because there's something bigger happening and I can't say that with all confidence has to be has to be and I I just don't and look I want and what I want probably doesn't matter frankly but I want and and, and I guess the thing that matters to me so much is I just want a situation where. It's clear and obvious that the young guys are in development the first half of the season. Right. That's it. Winning should not be the priority. Development should be. If if there if that is your priority and if that is what you're doing, I'm totally good with that. Right. Kelly Olynyk doesn't send that message. That's an issue. Cody Zeller, okay, he sends that message. He ain't taking anybody's job. Kelly Olynyk is a guy that's here to play minutes, in my opinion. 
You're, are you just going to sit Kelly Olynyk on the... Did you trade? Let's say he did, in fact, trade for his guy. Are you telling me that you traded for your guy to sit him? Uh, no. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, 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 anyway, and my jazz fan says, maybe he's padding our picks by sabotaging other picks. Well, with the CBA coming and what I think is, is going to be a very difficult process of, of unwinding all of these future picks in other people's hands. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. Uh, let's see. Blood of DePanta says Danny is pre- petty and childish and it shows I, I, I don't know about how, all is, that. He, how yeah. is he petty and childish I don't know about that you know like that that doesn't that doesn't make a lot yeah, of sense I mean to let's me. not let's not exaggerate let's not you know let's not let's not go too far with it I I don't have any problem you know saying that the, there's definitely a chance that Danny asked for too much from the Lakers I mean there, that there's definitely that could have happened again don't have information can't definitively say one way or the other but but that could have happened. I could easily see that. Hey, the Laker thing didn't work out. Danny didn't want to bring Jay Crowder back from Phoenix to do the Bogdanovich deal, so he went to the Pistons because he knew he had them in his back pocket. So to me, that's a perfectly plausible scenario. I also think it's perfectly plausible that Danny Ainge really likes Kelly Olynyk, and that's why he did this deal. And he feels like Kelly Olynyk can bring value and be pliable and be a, and be great from a basketball perspective. And what I'm telling you is. Kelly Olynyk is not a winning basketball player at the highest level. He is a guy that you add to your roster when you are Western Conference Finals good or NBA Finals good, and he makes you deeper. So that's why I say, I hope, and I know we're getting a lot of comments about it, that that um, this deal was made to facilitate a bigger opportunity. That's well, what I hope. And I think one of the things that's very clear in just messaging with some sources of mine at the, at the Jazz, like, I think they did not want to bring Boyan Bogdanovich back to camp. And I wonder if this was a bit of pulling the parachute because you have less than a week until camp opens now. I mean, I wonder if this was, hey, you know, we're not going to make what, a deal with the Lakers. What was so bad about Bogey that you didn't want him? Like, see, to me, that's bad business if that's what happened. Because well, because I also think that you, you have to look at this roster and you have to understand that that you don't have flexibility here. Like if you look at this this roster right now, and you 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 take you take this trade at face value, it is what it right, is. It right, it is what it is. Yeah, you you don't you didn't have flexibility with Boyan Bogdanovich. You look at how forward heavy you were with Bogdanovich. I mean, you're looking at Lori. Like, what is Lori marketing? He's a, a three four five. He's a three four. Well, I don't think so though. I don't think I I think that Laurie Markkinen has the ability to play size. Obviously, he can play a little lower. Now he, he is much more of a finesse player. I would agree with that. But he he's he's a big body. So you look at him. You you now look at Olinick. You look at Rudy Gay. You look at Jared Vanderbilt. You look at Agbaji. You look at uh, Fontecchio. Like you look at Walker Kessler. You look at Yudoka Azabuki. Like. You look at Stanley Johnson. Everybody forgets Stanley Johnson's on this team. Like you have got a dearth of bigs on this team. Yeah, you're you're forward heavy, but I think you're also I think you're also guard heavy. Conley, Sexton, Beasley, Clarkson, Tht, like Nikhil Alexander Walker. Like you look at the guards on this team. Uh, you, you know, Balmero, Saban Lee. Now you look at Jared Butler. Jared Butler's done. Jared Butler doesn't have a place on this Saban team. Saban Lee. Jared Butler doesn't have a... But seriously, Jared Butler doesn't have a place on this team. Yeah. 
This is the price you pay for not coming to camp prepared. You could not. I I, I tend to agree with that. They did, they did not feel like they could bring Boyan Bogdanovich back to camp. I, wow. I, I mean, that is, that's absolutely one way to explain why they made this deal because it's a head scratcher. I mean, honest to goodness. But that's is... precisely what I don't like about the deal. You you moved a guy, allegedly, because you didn't want to bring him to camp. Not because it was a good deal or because you got picks or because, hey, the pick thing didn't work out. We didn't want Crowder. Yeah. And we went and got, we went and found a deal for a guy that, that we actually like. You know, like, that's my problem. I'm never a big believer in doing business because, hey, we can't bring this dude to camp. The fact is you could have brought him to camp. Yeah, is he a bad fit? Yeah, because you have a bunch of bigs. You could have brought him to camp. You know what I mean? Like, you could have. You could have been patient and waited, but it is what it is, man. You know, they made the deal now. And by the way, the other thing I'd point out is if the logic is we couldn't bring Bogdanovich to camp because he's we have a bunch of bigs, then why'd you trade him for a big? I don't know. I think because Boyan Bogdanovich is a very, he is a very limited player. He is a, still a very good player. Boyan Bogdanovich does one thing very well, and it's not defense, and it's not play with his back to the basket. He's a three-point shooter. Yeah. That's what he 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 does. I think you need to to create minutes for your younger guys. Walker Kessler cannot just be a guy that that is your 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th guy who's on the who's on the taxi squad down to the G League and he's playing more minutes at, at Maverick Center than he is at at, at you know Vivint Arena like Walker Kessler has to be developed. Jared yeah. Vanderbilt, you need to realize the top end of Jared Vanderbilt in the next season and a half. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So Boyan Bogdanovich being here does not do that for you. Laurie Markkinen's a trade chip. Laurie Markkinen's not a long-term fit on this team. I, 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 you can't tell me that Kelly Olynyk finishes his career as one of the great jazz trades of all time. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't feel like what it is. Uh, rolling up on eight thirty, talking about breaking news this morning uh, on multiple fronts in the NBA. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski with a Woj bomb reporting that can't be the Woj bomb sound. Uh, reporting that uh, Boya <laughs> Bogdanovich has been traded to the Pistons uh, for Kelly Olynyk, um, as well as Sabin Lee. Um, that dropped about an hour ago. Woj then almost immediately turned around. <laughs> With another Woj bomb. Um, and the Boston Celtics, Ime Yudoka, their head coach, reportedly had an affair with a Celtics staff member oh. and has been suspended for the entire year. Yeah. Um, so he is out. Um, it, it, which I think is 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 a much bigger story than than uh, Ime Yudoka. Uh, uh, or, or I think Ime Yudoka is a much bigger story. I need to put my phone down. Uh, Ime Yudoka is a much bigger story than Boyan Bogdanovich. But mm -hmm. I think in in the terms of our conversations here about who the best team in the East is, this is debilitating to the Boston Celtics now. I think that this turmoil, this is going to be all they're going to talk about. Every time they lose a game or there's a questionable situation, uh, Ime would have made a different decision. He would have done this. He would have done that. What if Ime hadn't been suspended? I think this weakens the Boston Celtics. There's no doubt about that. No and again, doubt. I will just say the Sixers and the Nets are the two best teams in the East. And what, listening to Ben Simmons on J.J. Reddick's podcast yesterday, Ben Simmons is ready to rock and roll. I think Ben Simmons is, is, is coming back to prove that he's coming back. And I think that the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be better for that. 
I think the the Philadelphia 76ers, I think will will make another trade before the season starts. And I have to believe they're one of the best teams, if if not the best team in the East. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, again, I'm just going to keep saying I have a lot of hesitations around Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is unproven. Um, you don't know what he's going to be able to provide to the team. I, I, I think best case scenario is he is your 6'10 point guard who plays great defense and facilitates and, and drives to the basket and gets fouled quite a bit. I, I think that's what his bread and butter is. And I think that, that, that Ben Simmons... You know, if if it's the Ben Simmons of old when he was aggressive and, you know, you know he was a very productive player, yeah, I think Brooklyn's in a great spot, you know, because you're going to be feeding Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I mean, what better what better place for a guy like Ben Simmons to be than in a place where you've got two of the best scorers on the planet, literally. You know, they're basically unstoppable. So that's why I say, yeah, they could be a championship-caliber team. That said, what's the defense look like? Because Ben Simmons, theoretically— should be able to help them defensively. If you've got 6'10 uh, at center, you've got another 6'10 guy in Kevin Durant out on the wing. Kyrie Irving can hold his own a little bit, and you've got Nick Claxton on the floor. That's a lot of length, man. That's that's a lot of rim protection. Interesting, interesting thought on the Lakers, though, on this Bogdanovich trade. Maybe the Lakers are being careful because it was just pointed out to me that the future matters now with the, the age change. And Bronny and Bryce, you know, LeBron wanting to play with his kids. It does make a lot of sense that they would be very careful with what they're doing with their future draft picks. And if if that's the case, that's a huge mistake. Yeah, what do you... Because, again, you're letting LeBron dictate your organization. It's ridiculous. How and disappointing I, are the Lakers? Oh, like, man, can we dude. just Can we just say it? Like, how disappointing is this? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's incredibly disappointing. Anybody who says that LeBron James isn't in control of that organization is is up in the night. He yeah, is absolutely I, driving the ship there. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's very interesting that all of that is going on. And it's all happening uh, while you order your uh, Papa Murphy's pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25. Uh, as we talk about breaking news on the uh, Utah Jazz, they have traded uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Let me run through a bunch of your comments here. Marlon Shaw gives us a $10 tip and says, have to have faith in Ainge. He usually kills it. If this ends up as it is and is a waste, well, we all needed a mulligan once in a while. Sure. Absolutely, we can we can do that. I'm not saying that Danny's incompetent. What I'm saying is Danny knows better. That's what I'm saying is that Danny, you know, doesn't. It's just not how he operates. He doesn't just do deals just for the sake of doing deals. You know, so that's why I have an issue with the whole. Hey, they didn't want to bring him to camp. I don't buy that out of a Danny Ainge run organization. I don't buy. It makes that, sense. Well, it, I think it makes sense that they didn't want to bring him to, to camp. It doesn't make sense to me because you you traded a guy in Boyan Bogdanovich. And then you brought in Kelly Olynyk. The logic for Bogdanovich was, "Hey, we've we're already forward heavy, and obviously, obviously, they need to move on from Bogdanovich because he doesn't fit into what they're doing." But if the logic is, "Hey, we traded him because we were forward heavy, and it just doesn't really work," well, no, they traded him because his role on this team needs to be filled by a young guy, and those three point shots need to go to a young guy. Those yeah. three, I mean, that's, I think it's as simple as that. I think the other thing that you need to understand is that this trade frees up minutes to showcase, because again, I just don't buy into the fact that Laurie Markkinen's a, a lifer here. I, when this team wins a championship, he won't be on the roster, in my opinion. Neither will Kelly Olynyk. But neither 30 will points Malik in the Euro Beasley. League, bro. 
I, I'm just telling you, I think that when you look at the guys that are going to play, you've got to you've got to figure out what Fontecchio is. Yeah, I think he has to be a priority because he looked great at Eurobasket. I mean, he looked really, really good. Yeah, productive. You know, you going to make it over there? Yeah, man. It's Thursday. Oh, trust me, I'm feeling that. Uh, the the alarm went off very early this morning. Uh, Colton Bitten said, "Did did this mean there will likely be no deal with the Lakers?" I, I don't think that's ever the case. I think it's a different deal with the Lakers now. Uh, Warren Franklin says, "Wow, how about my Knicks? Cavs should be good too. The Knicks are are six, seven, eight. Yeah, they're the same team they were. I, I don't think they're remarkably better. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are remarkably better. I think that." Um, the team that's not remarkably better in the East is unfortunately my Chicago Bulls. I mean, I, I look at, um, you know, man, I, I think if you look at the, like, let's look at the Cavs real quick, right? Because again, I think when you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, you say to yourself, okay, Donovan, Kevin Love, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. Hey, it's um, DG. Yeah, DG, excuse me. Uh, Seti Osman, I mean, Isaac Okoro, you like all of those guys putting the ball in the hole and yeah. that's a pretty good defensive team as well. Like everybody, that's a team that knows their role and they play their roles really well. Okay. Well, let's look at the Chicago Bulls. Like did the Chicago Bulls do anything that, that, that made themselves a better team? No, I mean, they signed Zach Levine to a massive extension. He'll be injured. Lonzo Ball's having knee surgeries out a minimum of four to six weeks. There, He's having the worst surgery that you want to have. Yeah. And in this case, it's it, it, it it's needed. He's having surgery to remove dead and decaying tissue from his knee that is preventing his knee from healing correctly. Yeah, that's not good news. He's out six weeks, which is when he'll be evaluated again to determine the next steps. Lonzo Ball is done. Yeah, like he he is he is not. They're going to pay him twenty million bucks to watch games. It's that simple. But you look at Levine, Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic. That's still your core. That that's your core. That's those are your guys. Now you you have incredibly strong guard play off the bench. Io Desumo is a great young player. Alex Crusoe is one of the best role players in the league. That's not a championship caliber team. Yeah. I look at the other team that 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 I think we talk about all the time, the Philadelphia 76ers. I look at the Sixers in the East, and I say to myself, hey, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, James Harden, P.J. Tucker, um, you know, Tyrese Maxey, Montrez Harrell. Uh, you've got guys on that team. Not to mention, you know, I think I think DeAnthony Melton's a nice little pickup for them. Daniel House Jr. is a good defensive player. Yep. You understand, and if they make another move to to upgrade a Corkmaz. You understand why now they're they're going to compete, you know, for one of the top three spots in the East. And let's not forget about Milwaukee. Will they stay healthy? Milwaukee. But you look at the New York Knicks, and of all of those teams that we talked about, and understanding that the Brooklyn Nets are on top of that Eastern Conference totem pole. Right. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett. Who's your five best players? That's not middle table up. That's mid, that's below the mid table down. I mean, that's six, seven, eight. That's that's playing team because the East got better. Yeah. I, I, I again, yeah. I again just point to the Brooklyn flipping Nets who didn't make a trade. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas. 
Kessler Edwards, TJ Warren, Markeith Morris. That's the best team in the East right there. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know that that can be argued. That is the best team in the East. Yeah, we'll see if they can put it together. You know, I, I really do believe, like, you know, you have to be able to... You got to be able to pan out on the floor, man. It's great that you have all this talent on paper, but it's got to work on the floor. That's my only hesitation. Yeah. Boy, I'm Bogdanovich is a Detroit Piston this morning. Um, if you're just tuning in, they traded him for Kelly Olynyk uh, and Saban Lean. Good money deal. Really good money deal. I like this yeah. deal, financially speaking. Um, but... I don't love this deal from a future basketball perspective. I truly don't. I yeah. mean, um, you know, if if you're looking to, you know, waste money or if you're looking to be irresponsible, call any other contractor but Wayman Brothers Construction. When you're looking to be responsible and you're looking to do good things with your money, that's when you call Wayman Brothers Construction. Those guys are nails, dude. I love my guys at Wayman Brothers Construction. They've done multiple <laughs> projects for me now. What? What? That was just, that was some of your best work right there. That's what I do. Seriously. That's what I do. Uh, but Wayman Brothers Construction have done multiple projects for me. They're always on time. They're always on budget. And the best part is they communicate. And they communicate at a high level, whether it's text messaging, phone calling. They know we do this show live every day until 930. They don't call me before 930. They text me. Um, they're on time. They're working on a huge project for us right now. We were texting yesterday. They didn't rush to get it done because it needs to be done the right way. There's a little complexity in this next step. They're taking their time to make sure it's done right. And by the way, they're still weeks ahead of schedule. Yeah. Like that's what you get. And and the other thing that's really important is the finished product is fantastic. It is a superior finished product when you work with Wayman Brothers Construction. So call them today, 801-654-1028. 801-654-1028. 28 for Wayman Brothers Construction. Um, let's get some of your other comments in here. Kanai Johnson says, what could Ainge be looking for in a big deal and who, or what team would they be willing to deal with the Jazz? Well, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of teams. Yeah, possibilities are endless, man. I still maintain that Malik Beasley has significant value in this league. I think Jordan Clarkson has significant value in this league. The Lakers very clearly had interest in Jordan Clarkson. I just don't know that they have the 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 pieces anymore to get that done. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you, you look across the Eastern Conference, there's absolutely no doubt um, that the Bulls are in the market. The Sixers are absolutely one of the busiest teams in the market. The Knicks are still looking for deals. Danny's got all these relationships in place. So he's had these conversations. Justin Zanuck's had these conversations. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that they're still active on the phones. I think this Boyan Bogdanovich trade is a signal that there's still some people cutting diamonds in their hindquarters being tight with their money not wanting to make the wrong move yeah because i think the margin for error at the top of the east and really at the top of the west is very thin so i think they're they're being very careful the macho man okay yeah go ahead yeah. danny yeah. is detrimental if he asks for the moon and trades that same player for peanuts when he doesn't get what he wants well, I don't know that that's what he did here. But I think, yeah, I mean, the truth is we don't know that's if that's what happened, but I think it kind of looks that way. When you look around and you're like, hey, we know they said no to the Suns on Jay Crowder for for Bogdanovich. We know they were definitely talking to Rob Polinka in Lakerland about, you know, two first-round picks, and, and, and it came out at one point that he had asked for three. So... That's why I say it kind of adds up to me that that's kind of what happened. 
plan A was the Lakers, plan sure. B was the Suns, and plan C was the Pistons out of nowhere. So I don't know, man. Whether it's a training camp thing or whether it's that or whatever, the fact is, is they just didn't get enough for Boyan Bogdanovich, in my opinion. Yeah, I tend to believe, I tend to believe that they didn't want to bring Boyan back to training camp. I, I mean, to me, that that makes a lot of sense that they didn't want to do that. Yeah, um, and I, I think you have to figure out how you. I think you have to figure out how you navigate the waters going forward because I, I, that's what matters here. But do you see how training camp creeps up on you? Training camp all of a sudden one day is just like here tomorrow. You know what I mean? And, and that's the trouble in the NBA is like you've spent weeks, you know, it was, what was it, six, eight weeks trying to do the Donovan deal? And now training camp's here. So, yeah. and, and that's why I say I'm, I'm not trying to be harsh on the Jazz or anything. I just don't love the concept of, hey, we traded them because we didn't want to bring them back to camp. Because I do agree. Obviously, you want all the three-point reps to go to the young guys. I don't disagree with that logic at all. I think that's where they are. But I just don't love the idea that, hey, we traded one of our most valuable tra trade assets, not because we liked the players or the package we were getting, but because camp was here and we knew we needed to move him, so we sacrificed a bit. I just don't love that. BB says... Um... BB says this locker room must have been toxic last year. I think at times it was. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Warren Franklin says Patty Mills, fifty years old. LOL. KD getting older. Cam Thomas cool. Ben Simmons can't shoot or hit free throws. I'm just saying Boston. They all screw up. Just don't sleep on the Knicks. We have a great bench. Well, you might have a great bench, but I, I don't think until Julius Randle isn't on that roster. And until you get an absolute killer on that team, you're not going to win. They don't have a number one. The, the Knicks have a bunch of twos and threes. They don't have a number one. And I like the Jalen Brunson deal, but again, you can say that Ben Simmons can't shoot, but he, he is the best on-ball defender in the NBA. I, there's just no doubt about that. There's not a point guard I want running the break more than I want Ben Simmons. When Ben Simmons is playing downhill yeah. offensively, he's tough to stop. I mean, how many times did he dunk on Rudy Gobert here? Yeah. I mean, Ben, we forget the value of Ben Simmons' game. And if you listen to what he said on JJ Reddick's podcast, you listen to what he said at his summer league tour, like this cat's out to prove people wrong. And that is a, when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons all on a mission to prove people wrong, they're going to be a lethal team. Yeah, the Knicks are a bottom are, are a bottom tier team in my in my opinion. Uh, Jacob Delambo says, "Love Crowder, but dude is always on losing championship teams." Could be. <laughs> Asgill says, "Don't pretend the Knicks are better than the Nets. They're not. No, they're not. They're not." Down up down says, "KD would beat the entire Knicks starting lineup by himself." Could be. Uh, Colton says, Conley is the one we shouldn't bring back to camp. I don't disagree with that. I mean, if you're going to go young, go young. Yeah, I mean, you got to go all in on it, no doubt. If you're going to go young, go young. But who's the all-star on this team? Sexton. I think it is Colin Sexton. Yeah. I think that's the guy. He's the must-keep-him-healthy. Um, you know, like, I, I just don't... I don't know. Uh, let's see. Problem with the Pistons, Brent, or problem with this trade is... The Jazz can't trade these uh, these Lions for two months. Got to be all about the money as the Jazz value money besides picks. Yeah, I mean. We'll see, man. We'll see. All I'm saying is I don't like it on the face. That's what I don't like. I don't like that 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 you traded Boyan for, for, to me, what is a package that falls short in value. That's what I don't like. 
Yeah, we'll see. I I, I don't know. Um, and so many people are DMing and texting me. Um, right. I just think it's one of these things where you have to, in, in my opinion, you have to look at things at face value. And I think at face value, um, I just think that this is one of those things, and I, I, I'll maintain what my guy at the Jazz was was messaging me. They needed to open opportunities for younger players. They did not want to bring Boyan Bogdanovich back to camp. What I just said. They did not want to do that, and I think that it is, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. It, this is not a great trade. I, I don't love it. But it is what it is, man. I think it, it's a money move. Kenai Johnson says, man, it's crazy. We are down two players, down to two players from last year, Conley and Clarkson. I don't know whose jersey to buy. Maybe Stockton. Maybe don't buy any jersey. Yeah. Make them make them force you to buy a jersey. Like, I, I mean, you don't have a TV deal. You don't have a competitive roster. Yep. Why are you buying somebody's jersey? Yep. Make make them force you to buy a ticket. Make them force you to buy a jersey. It's that simple. I don't think this is very difficult at all, frankly. Yeah. So what I would tell you is don't buy a jersey at all. That or buy a blank. If you really like the new jerseys, buy a blank. Don't buy somebody's jersey. There's no reason to do that. And I've seen a lot of people out there buying the the highlighter yellow jersey with Stockton and Malone. Hey, I think that's cool. Do that. Yeah. Do that. I saw a Mark Eaton jersey like that. Absolutely do that. Do it. Um, Rhett Williams says, I think Jared Butler has big potential. Does he get a shot now? He doesn't have big potential. Jared Butler's got a professionalism problem. And on, he did not show up ready to compete at Summer League. And until he shows up ready to compete, I'm not going to say he's got a high ceiling because I am incredibly disappointed. From the what I saw and what I heard about Jared Butler at Summer League, I am incredibly disappointed with that dude. Yeah. He needs to – He because, listen – you can rip Quinn Snyder all you want. You can say that he didn't get opportunities. Jared Butler had opportunities to show, and he did not show. And by the way, he did not shoot well at Summer League. Yeah. I mean, he's he the didn't same do his dude. job, man. Like, it just is what it is. It's the same dude. He is the he is exactly the same dude. Uh, Rhett Williams also says, uh, Andy Larson's Twitter brings more light to it. I, I think I'm blocked on Andy Larson's Twitter. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know, but it's fine. I Listen, I... I I, yeah, sure. I mean, that could be, uh, Jared Butler is broken. Colton Bitten says, I agree. I agree. He, he is broken. He is very broken. Um, by the way, also breaking news this morning. Did you guys see, oh, I see you reading Andy's Twitter. What did he say? Nothing. He said that they, they did the deal to make space for young guys to take the reps basically. <laughs> I mean, he said, is that what he said? Yeah. The, the, Jazz did it to try to open time at forward position uh, and get an experienced uh, center in Olenek. They like Olenek. You know, they have a feeling Olenek will help develop young guys on the roster, you know. Well, then what's Cody Zeller doing here? Yeah, I don't know what Cody Zeller's doing here, if that's why you went and got Olenek. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, uh, whether, you know, and again, I, I, I'm not interested in the, you know, listen to us, listen to listen to Andy, listen to Tony Jones, listen to who you want. I mean, it, it, that's that's your decision as a consumer. But what I am here to talk about is is this deal doesn't make sense. Any way you want to try and cook the cake, it doesn't make sense. Like whether you want to, whether I, you mean bake the cake, bake the cake, cook the cake, whatever the hell you want. That's precisely what I'm saying. 
Like this deal. Look, any way you want to fry that like cake. Like any 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 way you want to put the barbecue sauce on your Papa Murphy's pizza. That this you deal cook doesn't on a make smoker sense. from barbecue pizza. Yeah, that Teddy Wayman probably built for you in your backyard. Like this deal doesn't make sense to me. And I'm sorry. Like I I love I love the guys that we talk to and 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 the relationships that we have. But this feels frankly to me, and maybe I'm an idiot and I'm wrong, but it feels like a sales piece to me. It feels like you're trying to justify bringing in Kelly Olynyk. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. And it's fine. If you would have just said, like, sometimes I wish they just said, yeah, we traded them because we need to trade them and we didn't have a better deal. So we traded them. Yeah. yeah. I don't, like, I respect that. <laughs> Dallin Sproles is quickly becoming one of my favorite commenters. Bro. Is Jared Butler more broken than Jake Oldroyd? Yes, oh. you did. Yes, you did. Damn. My God. Damn. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Bro. Bro. Wow. Hey, you start talking shit. Dude. dude. Bro. <laughs> Jinx. Dallin, that was money, dude. That was money, bro. Uh, let's see. Cody pickup was very strange. Yeah, I don't under. So, Cody Zeller's not going to make the team. Uh, well, what does they, that even mean? He's not going to, like, they, so does that mean you're just going to cut him? Well, yeah, I guess so. Like, I, 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 it doesn't make sense that Kelly Olynyk was here, is here to mentor people. That, that is Kelly Olynyk that guy? Yeah, no, not no. Z Zeller is Zeller's that guy. Olynyk yeah. to me has never been that guy, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, New York Jazz fan says that Jazz Org has a chance to start changing some of the perceptions about Utah with the All Star Game coming to SLC, but Smith and crew need uh, to go big and execute. Well, I can tell you the 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 upgrades at the arena are going to be spectacular. Yes. Um, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. No doubt about that at all. I mean, uh, Mark Hale says, wow, that is taking a kick in the nuts, except Jake would miss the kick and hit you in the thigh. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Mark Hale just said that if Jake Older I tried to kick you in the nuts, he'd miss and hit you on the thigh. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. If Jake Oldroyd is listening to this oh. to this show right now, I apologize in advance. Love and support, Jake. We all love you. Yeah. But you need to make a kick. Me? You know. <laughs> Connor Curlis says, joining late to this stream, if, if we were to uh, give this trade a letter grade, what would it be? A D. Yeah, D. The D. Uh, I don't like it at all. Colton Bitten says, Zeller and Olenek look like all-stars compared to Azabuki. Well, you look like an all-star compared to Azabuki. Azabuki's just not athletic enough. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're you know, not like, that guy. Yeah. They, it, the draft sins that Dennis Lindsay has perpetrated against this jazz team are deep. I mean, deep, deep. Like, this man was a bona fide scrub. Ime Yudoka deep. Like, it is. Wow. <laughs> Ime Yudoka deep? Are you serious? Pause, bro. Pause. Bro, too soon, bro. Wow, dude. Wow. Oh, my God. You're welcome. I feel better. Wow. Uh, that was incredible. Football 5010 in the hour, every hour, uh, is presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, papamurphys.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off uh, your purchase of $25 or more in the Papa Murphy's Pizza app or online at papamurphys.com. Or by the way, you can just walk into a store as well. Uh, but this morning, we have a lot of breaking news in the NBA. Speaking of Ime Yudoka, Adrian Warjanowski with a... 
Woj Bomb. Wow, that's uh, stereo. On point. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski saying that Ime Yudoka um, is going to be suspended for the entire season. That will be announced today. Oh, uh, yeah, he had an affair with a Boston Celtics staffer who was allegedly by some reports, married. Allegedly. Ime Yudoka has a longtime uh, life partner. He has been. He has a girlfriend. Um, it is strictly prohibited in the Boston Celtics organization to have sexual relations with um, staffers. Are we clear on This that? is a big deal. Ime Yudoka, I, here's the only question I have. Why are you suspending him? Why are you not firing him? Uh, with all the PR issues that you have in the NBA currently, even just the Robert Sarver situation, yes. why is Ime Yudoka not being fired by the Boston Celtics? It's a very interesting decision to suspend Ime Yudoka because I think what this does is torpedoes your season. Now as, as training camp opens and media day happens, now we're going to be talking about, well, hey, Jason Tatum, what do you think of this? Hey, Jalen Brown. We're not going to be focused on basketball. We're going to be focused on Ime Yudoka's sex life, which... Biggest kick in the balls you'll ever get. Well, Jake would miss and hit your thigh. But the point is, that's just not what you want to be doing when training camp opens. Yes. So that's a huge story. And, of course, the biggest story here in Salt Lake City is that Boyan Bogdanovich is a Detroit Piston. Uh, traded to Detroit this morning on another... Woj bomb! Woj uh, uh, saying that Kelly Olenek... Um, Kelly freaking Olenek. Yeah, I don't know. And Saban because Lee. Garbage. Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee come back in that deal. This is a horrendous trade. Come on. And again, sources at the Utah Jazz this morning, uh, as we've been reporting for the better part of an hour now, say that this was an effort to uh, open up minutes for younger guys. They did not want to bring Boyan Bogdanovich back to camp. Pack your shit. Let's go. Yeah, because they need to develop younger players. And, and listen, I think that's a perfectly plausible reason to trade Boyan Bogdanovich. But I'm going to need more than some the needles to blow up your basketballs because that's yeah. essentially what you got. Like, I, I don't like this trade. And to the, the commenter's point about what would you letter grade this at, it's a D. It's absolutely Best. a D. Um, it's not F. I think, you know, hey, if Saban Lee develops and he turns into a bench or role player for you, okay, fine. Kelly Olenek's a, a half-season, one-season guy. When this team wins a championship, you cannot tell me that 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 Kelly Olenek's part of that rotation. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see that. And it is incredibly disappointing to me um, that, that that's what the situation is here. Like, I... I yeah. I, I Look, I think it's disappointing. I think it's... It falls a bit short, but hey, you know, this is this is the business of rebuilding. You know, I mean, you're not going to be, it, it's probably a bit unrealistic to expect every move to be perfect and love them all, but I think that I just, my issue isn't even with Kelly Olenek as a basketball player. My issue is the concept that, uh, the concept of how this deal came to fruition, which is, we've heard a couple of different stories. There's a couple of different, you know, storylines with it. Hey, they traded him because they didn't want to bring him to camp. That's number one. Number two, and this is my personal opinion on what happened, I think that Danny asked for too much from the Lakers um, and pushed the envelope just a touch too far. The Lakers pushed back and said, no, we're out, we're good, we're done. Um, he then went to the Suns because the Suns reached out to him and said, hey, we got Jay Crowder, we're really interested in Bogdanovich because that would bring us a lot of value. Danny said no to that, I'm not interested, so Danny went ahead and, and pulled the trigger on the Pistons deal. That's what I think happened. That's what I would be doing I, I don't if I was Danny Age. I, I don't know that he asked too much um, 
from LA. My my feeling is, and again, this is just my feeling. My feeling is, is that Danny Ainge has a price on every guy on his roster. And if you want that guy, you got to meet that price. Yeah, Cleve, but at some Cleve point, you got to come price, to the middle, dude. The Knicks did not. But any way you slice this, this is not the price for Boyan Bogdanovich. How do you explain getting so little in return for Boyan? What do you think the price was? A pick? Uh, for could, Like pick for player? Could be. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I think the price is after we hear from Papa Murphy's. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with the triple pet pizza for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Breaking news this morning, Boyan Bogdanovich traded to the Detroit Pistons by the Utah Jazz. And I think the price that, that Danny was asking for varies based on the the person that he's talking to. Uh, I think if you are the LA Lakers and you're talking to Danny Ainge, he wants both of your first round picks and, and he's going to give you pick swaps in return. And he's going to give you players in return. And I, I, I feel pretty good based on sources I talked to at the Utah Jazz that the Jazz were willing to buy out Russell Westbrook. I think the, the, the certain issue was that I think Danny wanted a better player in return. I think Danny wanted a player that he could use because he was going to lose th- three of his top players on this roster. Yeah, And I think that the, the, the Lakers didn't have the nuts to get that deal done. I told you the other day that they were out looking for a third team. Uh, and I heard that third team was Toronto. That deal didn't come to fruition. So Boyan Bogdanovich got literally given away to the Detroit Pistons, which I guess makes sense. I mean, I think this makes the Pistons a, a 7, 8, 9, 10 team in the East, Yeah, um, which is probably where they need to be. And Kate Cunningham is going to have to have a, a huge year. Sadiq Bey is going to have to stay healthy, and Boyan's going to have to knock down threes. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, you know, I, I don't love this trade. I really, I, I just don't love this deal, if we're being honest. Uh, Dallin Sproul says, plus going to the Pistons isn't, uh, is it, is it's in the East and doesn't hurt you at all in the future. Only thing I can see, I, 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 I have been told repeatedly that making the Lakers better is not a concern of the Utah Jazz. They, I mean, because they're in two different time frames. Mm-hmm. you're in two different windows. The reason that they weren't going to make a deal with Dallas is because Dallas isn't that dissimilar as far as where they are and where they're going right. as to the Utah Jazz. But I think when you look at the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Warriors, all four of those teams are far beyond and well out of reach of where the Jazz are. And by the time the Jazz are ready to compete with those teams, those teams will be very different. So I I think that that's why I say the price is different based on who you're talking to. The Suns are not going to give you a Mikael Bridges. They're not going to give you a Cam Johnson. They're not going to give you a a frontline player of theirs. For what in return? Boyan Bogdanovich doesn't get you a, and he's not even able to be traded now, a DeAndre Ayton, right? So Jay Crowder is not of use for this Utah Jazz team. Yeah. Jay Crowder's a buyout guy, and that's not what the Jazz are looking to do in that particular scenario. I am still a little surprised that, you know, that, that certain teams in the East, and Philly, I'm looking at you, Chicago, I'm looking at you, Toronto, I'm looking at you. The Knicks, I'm looking at you. I'm still surprised that those teams haven't dealt, and I'm still surprised that Boyan Bogdanovich didn't wind up on a better team. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised by that because I know that he was one of the most in-demand players around the NBA this summer, and yet he does not wind up on a team of note. He winds up with the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. So I, I, 
I do not know how you explain that, but I will say this. Every day of the week, if you can turn Kelly Olenek into Boyan Bogdanovich, you're doing that. All day. It's a win for the Pistons. Yep. It is unequivocal, and there's, there is no way to spin that. Uh, Asgill says, Pistons better than the Knicks now. Where is Warren to, uh, where is Warren to trigger? <laughs> the Pistons are not better than the Knicks. They're not. I mean, that's close. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, sup, y'all, what's going on? Uh, Jesse Harsh says, this feels like a very un-Danny Ainge deal. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, Brian Clegg. Hey, what's up, Brian? Kelly Mouth Breather Olenek, really? For bogey? He is a mouth breather. And he wears a head... <laughs> and he wears a headband. Down Up Down says, uh, Cody Zeller may as well cancel his flight to Utah. He's not getting a guaranteed deal. You know. You know. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, it is, it, 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 it is what it is. I mean, I, 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 again, what are we supposed to feel like? Are we supposed to, you're supposed to feel like crap like, as a jazz fan. Yeah. I mean, our, 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 you, like, you know what I mean? Like, but, but our, like, I think there's as a jazz fan, I could see how you'd feel, feel like crap before this trade even happened. I mean, yeah, Danny's had a great off season, but as a jazz fan, you've been spoiled because Donovan Mitchell's made the playoffs every year of his career so far. Yep. Uh, Ruff's official says, notice the constant criticism of Sarver, but Udoka gets a pass. I wonder why. Well, because Udoka... How is Udoka getting a pass? Udoka's not a racist. Udoka's not a misogynist. Udoka doesn't put barn animals in people's offices so that they can crap all over their furniture. Uh, Yudoka doesn't constantly comment on pe- on females' body parts and whatnot. You, he, and he, you're talking about Ime Yudoka, who has been suspended for the year, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, for having a, a, an affair with a married, uh, allegedly married Celtic staffer. The two are not even in the same hemisphere. The two are not even in the same conversation. What are you talking about? Yeah, like that is the. You've said some ridiculous things, but that's pretty ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Brent Burnett says, feel bad for Boyan. Going to the Pistons, hopefully not the last stop for him. No, it won't be. It won't be. Uh, You know. Uh, Brent Burnett says, jazz owners feel great as he gets millions in savings. Well, I mean, listen. (laughs) They've spent money. And they are spending significant money. I, I, you know, I've been constantly asking about this TV deal. The infrastructure they're building for a TV, the right TV deal is pretty significant. They also have the all-star game in town. So Mm -hmm. the renovations at the arena are massive. If a year from now we're in this same boat, okay, you're exactly right. They're, they're penny pinching. That's not the, the, the feeling I get from Ryan Smith and people at the Jazz. My feeling is they're putting their financial house in order. Mike Conley was a mistake. And it's I think it's time for Jazz fans to call that out in name. The Mike Conley extension was a mistake. Yep. Bringing him back was a mistake. The Rudy Gobert contract was a mistake. The Rudy Gay trade was a mistake. This regime under Ryan Smith's ownership has made a lot of mistakes. Danny Ainge hasn't made many. Since he got here in December, officially, Danny Ainge pretty much hasn't put a step wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't love this Boyan Bogdanovich trade, but it's hard to say it's a disaster. Yeah. Just I just not, don't like it. Yeah, I mean, calling it a disaster is definitely an exaggeration, but I, 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 I can understand why people would be upset about it or be salty about it. It's just not a great deal. But again, it's over now. 
Like, you are who you are. Yeah, there to do, says, I see little to no benefit in this trade for Utah. Very disappointing, but at least this will keep uh, Detroit out of the Wembenyana sweepstakes. You're not getting the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I and I, I thought I had a story on it. Um, I'm pretty sure that I did. Um, but you're you're not getting a, you're not getting that, that now, I mean, I think you have a one and a half percent chance. Yeah. Um, of getting, uh, uh, of getting a, a, I don't know. I just think you have no chance at it. And by the way, is that what you want, want to do with all these picks? You're trying to get the number one overall pick that, that you did all Danny of this Ainge, for a 1% chance. Uh, Danny Ainge straight up said, um, that, um, I apologize. I'm squirrel when it comes to my text messages. Um, Danny Ainge straight up said he's too old to be bucking for the number one overall pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guy's 68,000 years old. Yeah. He's trying to win a championship now. Yeah, I know what so, time it is. You know. Uh, Ruff's official back on the sun says several Suns employees disputed the alleged server. They did not. Stop. Stop. See, like, the, this, Ruff, I don't know why you got to do this. There was an exhaustive investigation done. I Can I just tell you? We worked in Phoenix around that team. Do you, do you understand? Their former general manager confirmed those stories to us. Like he told us about, like we did a media day interview with Ryan McDonough where he talked about that, man. Yeah. Like these stories about Robert Sarver are not hearsay or rumors, guy. That like You're trying to make this a thing that, you know, Ime Yudoka's black and that's why he's not being fired. Robert Sarver is a detestable human being. Yeah. Like he he I don't know and I I don't I would venture to say I probably know 3 or 4 top tier Suns employees. Like top of the food chain. None of them respect him or like him. None of them. Not one of them respects or likes him. This is not like rumor or hearsay or oh well Suns employees who who are QAnon followers you know, like got on the conspiracy theory boat and denied that that ever happened with the voting machines. Get the, you just, do you understand how dumb you make yourself sound? When you say stuff like several Suns employees disputed alleged server claims. No, they did not. Anybody that's around him knows he repeatedly used the N-word to piss people off. Repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. People around him know what he has said and how he has treated women in that organization. The Ryan McDonough thing was the final straw for a lot of people. For a lot of people. You're trying awfully difficult. And I, I just, Ruth, this is where you lose me. You never come in and you never talk about sports. You always want to talk about conspiracy theories. And dude, you you need, honest to goodness, I think you need help. I, I, I'm serious. Uh, Derek says this trade puts the Jazz ahead of the Pistons in the upcoming draft. That must have been the motivation. Yep, could be. Could be. Sure. Okay. I, so Danny Ainge then was dishonest when he was talking about, you know, like yeah. listen to what he says here. The reality is, is, is we've had 16 years of, I wouldn't. It's better than mediocrity for mm -hmm. sure, at times in the last 16 years. But at the same time, it really hasn't been championship caliber basketball and um, um, 16 years without finished getting past the second round of the playoffs right. I think is not what any of us want and 
so the change is just, okay, here we are with veteran team, um, had been all in right. on this veteran team. I think Dennis Lindsay has done a fantastic job in this organization, as did Quinn Snyder. And, um, but I just think it's, it's we're starting over. Starting over. During the media session, Danny Ainge straight up said, I'm too old to be hoping on draft picks and young players and mm -hmm. that you're not making, you're not going all in to, to get the highest draft pick you can possibly get. Yeah. You're, you're, that just does not make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Colton Bitten says, I don't know. Jazz are going to be bad. They are going to be bad. It, it, to start the season, there's no question about that. There to do says, Ainge was a little dishonest about keeping Mitchell. A lot dishonest. Uh, M. Morris says, Utah builds through the draft. I doubt that. I doubt that. I, I, I know you're not speaking on history, right? Because the fact is the team has been dreadful in the draft and hasn't done anything out of the draft. No, I would agree. Uh, John Jackson says, do you think it bothers Gobert that he will be competing against Mitchell and Boyan for an East title? I don't think even a little bit. Nope. I think he embraces that, and that is something I'll be looking for. Yep. Uh, Tariq says, I can't believe Monty brought up the Knicks for for Bogues. LOL. The Knicks are not dealing with Ainge. I don't – I A, I would say that's not accurate at all. I think the Knicks would love to acquire Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think – I think if the Knicks had gotten Donovan Mitchell, they would have. I think they would have taken Mike Conley as well. Um, I think you, everybody loves to think that these things are are. Hey, you're a jerk. You didn't make the Donovan Mitchell trade. Don't ever talk to me again. I can tell you factually, the Knicks and the Jazz have talked in the last seven days. Like it, it's not a thing where they're 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 not talking. I mean, it it it's just ongoing. is what it is. Uh, Asgill says, "Do you guys hate Wambinyama?" Uh, no, not at all. I think he's injury prone. I think he is he does he is gonna have to show that he's durable and that he can physically play in the NBA. Yeah. It's a man's game in the NBA, dude. It's not you're not playing against, you know, stick figures in high school. It it, it just does not work. It it is it is very difficult to be built like he's built. And granted, he's more of an outside player in this league. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But how does he even compete with Rudy Gobert? Like, how does he go up against any power forward in this league? Like, I don't hate his game. I just don't. I'm not the guy that's going to take the risk and draft him. Jazz, dude. I, I mean, mean it, I, it, it, that's what it is. You know, I I don't. I I'm a I, again, and I don't care who it is that you you pick. I mean, you still got to develop him. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Anthony Bennett or look at all the number one picks, look at Robert Swift. Go back and look at Robert Swift. Like, you look <laughs> at these kids that and they're kids. They, and in the next couple of years, they're not even going to have to play a year in college. but And they're going to lower the draft age from 19 to 18. Like, they're kids, man. You're not – there are very few guys. Like, who's who's a lock recently as a young – like a Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. He was a professional basketball player almost the minute he popped out of his mom's womb. Yeah. Right? Like, you look at guys like John that. Morant. Okay, yeah, it, John Moran a little bit. I mean, he, he went to Murray State, so um, that's a that's a bit different. But I think when you when you look at when you look at all of these things, you're just you're risking a lot on when you draft number one. It's not a good thing. Yeah, I, I think everybody forgets this part. When you're drafting the number one spot in the draft, you're awful. Yeah, you you are not. Well, 
your Oklahoma City, like no, if you're an organization that wants the number one pick, you're not trying to win a championship in the next five years. Those are the simple realities of it. Yes. So trying to get the number one pick, hey, great. I'll take the I'll take 20 down in this draft. I mean, this draft is probably the arguably the deepest draft. And I I, I don't know. I don't know that there's a home run in this draft. I mean, there probably is. It's a draft, dude. You're taking risk. That's why you guys gotta understand that obviously they're going to draft guys, but like to 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 do all of this to go after a one percent chance on VW is just not smart. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think when you're seven two and you're hundred and eighty whatever it is, pounds, that's a tough way to make a living. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have splinters in your ass from sitting on the bench. I mean, honest to God, you're, and you look at Chet. Look at your boy Chet Holmgren. Yes, dude. I love college, I love Chet's game. But. Played it played in college. Immediately got hurt when he started playing in the NBA. Yeah, and not even in an NBA game. No, like in a that pro-am. was at a pro am, and LeBron was taking it easy on him. I, I, yeah, I, I it's really. Yeah, I don't know. BTS Dance Studio says Anthony Bennett is killing it in the Taiwan Super League. <laughs> Could be. Uh, toasted Rudy in 2v2 when he was 16. Could be trouble. Okay. Hey, man. Good luck. Jesse Harsh says, amen. Look at the 76ers. By the way, Jesse Harsh, I got your uh, tickets today. Hey. Jesse Harsh won the uh, Shamrock Series uh, drive away. There you go. Um, he's going to get two nights at the Palms, two tickets to the BYU Notre Dame game, and a two hundred fifty dollars gas card. So yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, Askill says ja- uh, Grizz drafted Ja not long ago. Truth, truth. Brett Burnett says Jazz reset totally about money. Well, I mean, they completely flipped their cap. I mean, there's there is uh, no doubt about that. I mean, you look at their cap now. Hello. You look at their cap now. Hello. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the internet, bro. Um, you look at their cap now. They've got $23 million in practical cap space. I mean, the active roster cap is 143.3. You know, like they've only got six million in cap holds now. You know, so I mean they're they're in a they're in a really good spot. I mean They're moving in the right direction. It's just not gonna be it's not I'm telling you, they're not going after VW. That's just not to me. That makes zero sense. He's a great prospect. I don't even dispute that. But to go after him through this kind of a process doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, they are eleven million dollars under the under the luxury tax. So uh, I think it's all good. Okay, can we uh, end the show today uh, by talking about Gwen Stefani, please? Yes. Um, let's do this because this is crazy. Do you guys know who? Do you guys know who Gwen Stefani is? I think you probably do. Let me show you the Gwen Stefani that you think you know. That's Gwen Stefani, right? Hey, baby. She's hot. Yeah, good looking girl. Absolutely, she's hot. There's Gwen Stefani. Bro, what? Oh, no, wait. There's Gwen Stefani. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. What happened to Gwen Stefani's face? Like, you guys remember her from No Doubt, you know? Yeah. Don't think. Yeah, I can't sing at all. But anyway, you remember Gwen Stefani, yes. right? I mean, cute, hot chick, like one of the hottest chicks of her era. Got that like, attitude. Yeah, the you pop know. funk mix. Right, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, she was, awesome. was She was amazing. And she's evolved a little bit over time. Look at you. Okay, this look is... 
<laughs> I mean, you're you're you. <sighs> Gwen. <laughs> Gwen, you look a lot like your dad in this shot. Okay, but bro, who attacked your face? Oh, like <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? This right here is what I don't understand about our aesthetically pleasing society. Yeah. Wait, just real quick. Is this an improvement? No. This is not. This is, is this not. an improvement? Bro. Bro, she's like 10 rungs down the ladder now. No, I don't disagree with that. Dude. That's terrible. Like th that picture on the right and then go to the back to the original one. Look at how different that is, bro. Gorgeous, Gwen Stefani. And Beautiful. Then, and then, like, even there, that's fine. It's totally passable. Not a problem. No, we're, not, we're not okay. terrible. Not terrible. This, this is terrible. one on the right, I'm just like, dude, like. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how you do that. I, I What is the obsession in our society with, like, Botox? Because that's the only thing that you can explain this about, right? Like, what? this is that whole, hey, it's not good enough. Like, I need. I need my, like, look at this picture of, look, just look at her lips. This is so scary to me. Just look at her lips on the right-hand side. Okay. That was funny. Um, look at, like, in this picture, she's just naturally beautiful. Yes, you've got, you've got, you know, shape in your face. You've got a lot of... Uh, beautiful lips, beautiful like it, hair. It's just perfect. It's look everything the, that you want. Like, look at the shape of her eyebrows. Yeah. And then we just start getting a little crazy. And then we go all the way off the rails. Like, just look at the, look at her eyes. Like, look, her eyes are puffy or like puffy over here on the right. And, and like her lip, look at the shape it's of her really lips. It's really like, and, and I think the other thing at play, so like go back to the original one. You notice how there's a lot of contrast, like between the red lips and the, yes. and the white skin tone. Makeup, and yeah. like, you know, like the makeup is really good It's a there. photo shoot lighting. Like, yeah, yeah, totally you know, But it. like still, like that's Hollywood. Okay, I get it. And then go to the second one. Notice how it's all the same color now. Do you Ooh. see what I mean? How how it's sort Ooh. of like all just this beigeish sort of of tone. And then and then go to the last one. Go to the last one here. I, do I have to? Yes, please. One more time. Yeah. Notice how it's just all the same now. On the right it's there, it's weird. Like yeah. that to me is what's weird. Like like I don't know who she's hanging with or like but who the she, person telling the, her this was right, but the problem is she's like one of these she's naturally beautiful gorgeous like she and is now we're just she is naturally beautiful she is a beautiful woman yeah she is i, I mean it's frustrating and you did that like it, it I'm I'm the what natural now? I'm let me tell you what now. I'm the all natural guy. I'm not an implant guy. Like this is the Kim Kardashian conversation yeah, about the other day. But implants. I am not I don't I just don't happen to be a fan of Kim Kardashian. Right. This is shocking to me. Because I was a huge Gwen Stefani fan. Yeah, and, and like this Gwen Stefani. But is, look, I think the balls of this conversation whoa. is 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 hey. What makes someone who's that beautiful right out the gate go to that person on the right? I don't know. And, I, and I'm not even, I, I want to be really clear. I'm not even saying she's a bad person or anything. That's not what no. I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I feel like in order for a transformation of this caliber to happen, someone either had to tell you or something had to happen to you that made you feel like you just weren't even close to good enough or like you, you needed help or like, you know what I mean? Like nobody just, somebody to me, 
who's that successful and when you've done what she's done and gotten to that level in the first picture, when you're at that level, do you really just wake up one day and you're like, yeah, man, I got to I got to fix my cheeks. I got to fix it's my crazy. eyelids. Like that's what I can't wrap my head around. I think it's sad when you look at pictures like that that you that like you we just are chasing a ghost. Yes. You know, and if we would rely on our our you know, our our natural ability, our natural beauty, like dude, I'm not the best looking guy. Like I'm, you know, I'd love to lose 3 or 23 pounds and you know, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go and like get surgery or lipo or like it's just crazy to me this pursuit of perfection. Yes. And I I it's we were talking about this the other day. The word the word perfect is one of the most dangerous words in our vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Because it just doesn't exist. Like yeah. the two most dangerous words in our vocabulary on a day in day out basis in our lives are control and perfection because they don't exist. Neither one of them exists. Like when you think you're in control, no you're not. When you think you're perfect, no you're not. You're not. Like they just it it just can't be. And so I look at things like Gwen Stefani, and it's because she's a pop star. Mm -hmm. It's because she's a model. It's because she's on TV. I can't remember the the America's Got Talent or whatever. They flip the chair around with her husband. She's married to Blake Shelton. Yeah, right. See. So we just we put her on this impossible level of expectation, and I think that's what we do to people like Britney Spears or you know like I I, I don't. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast. She's on The Voice. The Voice. Okay, cool. She's married to Blake Shelton, right? Uh, the yes, country I singer. So. Yes. Uh, nose, lips, ch uh, check. Done. This is either Hollywood or just her circle encouraging her to make changes, which is, yeah, I hope that's not what this is. Oh, that's exactly right. Jesse Harsh says this is what happened to Meg Ryan. Yes. Yes, Meg facts, Ryan. Facts, another facts. Another one of my favorites. Absolutely. Uh, Boyd Lake says people don't realize the damage they're doing to themselves. No, Boyd, I agree with that. I Because you can't unwind the watch, right? Then again, I'm a guy with a, with a tattoo sleeve, right? I, I, you can't unwind the watch. Too bad. I just, I think that's exactly right. It's brutal. Yeah. Uh, it's, Justin Saul says, this reminds me of Zoe Deschanel with all, without bangs. Looks like two different oh, people. Oh, dude, yes. that transformation was crazy, too. I got to see that again. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, exactly. Meg Ryan. Um, Jesse Harsh says, Blake Shelton needs to hop on this tractor and get out of the Dodge. Yeah, seriously. Like, please. Um, Kay Nuren says, hit that like button. Yeah, please smash that like button. Uh, we've had over 1,500 views and we've got 48 likes. Let's go. Get on it. Get on it. Uh, Megan Fox. What happened to Megan Fox? Nothing that I'm aware of. Was Megan Fox not good? Did Megan Fox have... Oh, Megan Fox is gorgeous. I hope that's not the case. Now I got to look this up. Um, are you sending... It sounds like you clicked Yeah, it. I got I to gotta get this, oh, this wow. Chanel. Because this is one of the... Here, I'm airdropping this to you right now. This okay. is one of the craziest transformations. I'm really glad we got a comment about Zoe Deschanel because this one to me is not that she did anything too crazy to herself outside of changing her hair, but it's one of the most insane, um, insane looks that that has has happened. And we're trying to pull it up here. Let's see what we got. Um, here. Hello. Um, oh, there it is, right there. 
Okay, we're loading in. It's loading we're, in. It's loading find me Megan into Fox. the dock. Okay, find let me, me find go, Megan Just Fox. search like Megan Fox before or after. Wow, she looks Look at different. how different that is, dude. Wow. That's Zoe Deschanel, by the way. She's married to one of the um, TV guys, the twins, whose name went out of my head. Um, that's cr- That's the same person? Yes. That's nutty. Yeah, she dude. looks completely yeah, different. That is insane. Wow. It's, it's, did Megan Fox have like plastic surgery or something? Yes. A little bit. That's I'm, I'm getting What it, about like the, the um, you know, the other one that's crazy? And let me see if I can find a picture of it. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Do you guys remember, uh, you know, Jerry Maguire, Renee Zellweger? Um, okay, I got, I'm sending Megan Fox over because this is kind of crazy. I have to say, I didn't follow this one too closely, but, but this one's kind of crazy too. Okay. Find me Renee Zellweger plastic surgery. Okay. Like, cause it's, I got you. It's or Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. Oh, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray is another one that is that is just crazy. And I just I don't know why we do this to ourselves. That's the thing that like I Bro, what? Yeah, I know. Oh my God. Wow, Megan Fox. Are you kidding me? Oh, come on, load. It's uploading. Are you serious? Dude. Are you serious with Megan Fox? Yes. Yes, dude. Oh, that's brutal. That see, and the thing I don't understand is these are all naturally beautiful women. Yes, like, uh, man. Well, and I, I mean, listen, we I, we probably shouldn't be so judged. But well, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying this is an this is an insane transformation. That the befores and afters are like whoa. now search Renee Zellweger. Like wow, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to. Uh, I, yeah, wow. That's to me. That's crazy. Um, I don't even, I don't even know what you say about that. I don't even know what you say about that. Like that is just bro Zellweger. There's a graphic here that explains like her face. Oh dude. Yeah. You got to get that picture. You got to get that picture. I, I, I don't know why we want to do this to people. I really don't. Well, I mean, and, and I think it's messed up too, because there's just no reason for, for them to feel this way that yeah. they have to do this. Like it's not. By the way, I didn't get the Jennifer Gray picture, but it's fine. What? What? I didn't. It didn't come through. But send me Renee Zellweger because that's a good one too. And I'll, I'll uh, see. All we're doing is airdropping. Yeah, we're, 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 you know, working on this right now for you guys. Yeah, get the Jennifer Gray one because that's nutty. The yeah. Jennifer Gray one is. I'm sending you Jennifer Gray. Just sent that to you. Where is? Where is it? Where is it? Ah! I'm trying to find it, and I don't have it. Anyway, the point is. These things, I can't believe that that one. Um, yeah, I don't know where these are going, dude. They're going somewhere. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway. And here's and here's Zellweger. I really hope this one loads. Save to downloads. Yeah. Save to downloads. Okay. It says it's in downloads. So click on it down there in the toolbar. Hold oh, on. Yeah. There Hang you on. Go. There you go. Hang on. Relax. See, this is the stuff we do on the fly. Click on, click on. So, click on another portion. Of oh, the- it's it's not. It's a it's a web. You're sending me a web thing. That's why I can't see the there. Jennifer Gray one. Uh, here's Renee Zellweger. Let's let me pull this one up. Redo the Jennifer Gray one, not and just do like a screenshot or something. Um, it's taken forever to load this. Here's you. Ooh, Yowzer! That's that's Renee Zellweger. That is Renee Zellweger from. How about that? That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Is this what Hollywood does to people? Apparently. I feel like this is what Hollywood does to people. 
Yeah. And are they, I, there's, you know what I think happens? I was, while I was doing this, I was just thinking, I just had this thought. Is it a thing where these people in this, this Jennifer Gray one's a really good example. So is it a thing where stars come in naturally? Okay. Wait, this is shot. Put your hands at 10 and two. If you're in the car, cause this Jennifer Gray one is, is, they have huge success. Wait, they have huge (gasps) success. Then they got to reinvent themselves. Put that thing. Yeah. You see that? So you see on the left how she's young, natural, big hair, looks amazing. But then she had to reinvent herself. That's that's crazy to me. Crazy. That's what's crazy to me, man. That's crazy. Yes. Greg Hawkins, exactly right. Well, Greg would know, right? Greg, you're in that industry. Yeah, Greg's an actor. Yeah, he Greg says all these chicks are way out of our league. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly right. Kanai Johnson says not nothing is perfect. Uh, even pencils have erasers. Oof. Isn't that the tr- truth? Justin South says, it's the voice, the singing show of our generation. Yeah. Okay. Greg, uh, or excuse me, Rhett Williams. Great show. Just subscribe. Your takes are really in- informational and professional. Keep up the good work, boys. Thanks, Rhett. Hey, appreciate, appreciate you, good Rhett. Thank you. you. Uh, M. Morris says, Renee Zellweger. Dude. Bro. The Renee Zellweger one, I mean, bruh, that doesn't even look like the same person. I mean, are they even related, that photo? No. Is Jennifer Grey even related? That's the one that's that I think is stark. That's but Zoe Deschanel right here. But the thing with Zoe Deschanel is it's mostly hair, right? That That is like, obviously, there's some changes to the face. But I love, she's, I yeah, she's gorgeous, dude. Are they related? No. <laughs> Man. Distant cousins. I mean, that's that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I think this is what we do. The thing. All right. All right. All right. There you go. Yeah, we have to go. Um, hey, thanks to our good friends at the uh, Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Are the advocates every day? The Monty Show is presented by the advocates. Um, also, please go check it out. Uh, free webinar for uh, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.